podcast i have i'm one of your hosts doug jones one of the creators producers of the show with me as always are my two great co-hosts first off mr nick johnson how are you sir i'm good i'm good i'm good glad to be here as always yes sir last but not least the one the only mr joel kindlin how are you sir i'm i'm good <laughs> i'm good <laughs> for sure yeah uh <laughs> It's been a day. It's been quite a day, man. I swear to God, I'm about to make a Peter Griffin section like him on the news. Like, what really grinds my gears? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to start saying company names, man. Like, full <laughs> on. <laughs> First to last. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, episode number 11, which is great. We're doing, we're doing pretty good numbers so far. Um, but we'll... Um, Housekeeping stuff. Uh, you, find, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you can get your audio streaming and podcast listening to. Uh, again, as, as always, we are on uh, Instagram at Midway Avenue Productions. Uh, TikTok, we're trying to go to TikTok a lot more this week. Uh, you can find us there also at, at Midway Avenue Productions. And I've been updating the website actually more frequently than usual. Uh, that will be at www.midwayavenueproductions.com. And you'll see some reviews well, here and there on YouTube or our out of theater reactions here and there. Uh, I'll go to youtube.com backslash Midway Avenue Productions. Again, we are the John Andrew Life Podcast. All right, so a bunch of things kind of happened this week with news. I think we all were kind of looped about, some, about certain stuff in the news. Um, first off, John Wick's coming out this weekend, which is, again, uh, my spoiler-free review coming on the show. God, but, yeah, I, don't, I, I think you could spoil it because they're putting the whole movie on every single I, commercial they can <laughs> on every single application and TV. <laughs> like, I swear, God, dude, I've been having to look down and be like, la, 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 la. Like, <laughs> no, I don't want to. I'll probably, I'm, I'm going to see you with Nick probably this weekend or next week. So I don't want to spoil it for him. So I don't want to like give away too much to our listeners or to Nick or to, or even to you. No, Nick, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm just I joking. Give no, uh, don't give it but, away. But yeah, also I won't I won't pull a Shazam and put your big surprises in the marketing like that was I don't know why they put the bag huge that was just dumb like, that was dumb I'm like, wh- like what do you guys not learn if you guys if you guys you guys don't, if you guys market this last minute with big surprises you're gonna like it's not gonna ha- it's not gonna work and I feel like I was just I have I thoughts about that regardless but I mean, look at Black Adam that too, I like, love like here's the thing that I love about old movies. And me and you have talked about this a lot, yeah. like off podcast, is that like early 2000s movies had like two, like two commercials, you know, like two yeah. trailers mm-hmm. and they were cryptic as fuck. <laughs> like you're yeah. like, this movie looks interesting. I wonder what it's fully about. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what was it? Like, uh, who was it? Was it, was it, uh, Ryan Reynolds who was in, who, who was the actor in, um, uh, meat train 
Um, oh. I think that was Bradley Cooper. You're talking about Bradley was Cooper. it Bradley Cooper, dude? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Bradley Cooper. Yeah, the meat up. train. <laughs> dude, that movie is fucking great, dude. Holy shit. Like, definitely highly recommend. Um, But no, like, movies like that, like, they, they said what the movie was about in a way where, like, they're just, like, they leave you in suspense, like, I gotta go see that movie in theaters. Um, a lot, I feel like a lot of people did. I feel like that movie was pretty popular back in 2000. Hmm. Yeah, it, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, to your point, yeah, I, I know they're, I know marketing, and this is gonna, I have family and friends who are marketing, I give them all the most respect, I think marketing is definitely a, a fun, but also, you have, you have a job to do of, like, hey, do your best marketing this movie as much as you can, however, I feel like there is some kind of, like, there are notes to be given, I feel like, hey, we have market this part of the movie, don't want to market this, I feel like there's, there's, it's hard to market, I think, recent movies now, because it's like, you want to, sh- Sometimes, sometimes less is better because when you show mm-hmm. more, you reveal a lot. And we're, I, I've been seeing, I don't know about you guys, I've been seeing like three to four minute trailers now. I'm like, wow, that's a whole movie. Like, yeah, look, look at the Fast 10 trailer. I, I can't wait to see Fast 10. The trailer was like four minutes long. I said, that's the whole movie, basically. <laughs> I saw the whole saga <laughs> right there. And I said, Ugh. and then now look at Shazam. Shazam didn't have a good box office weekend, unfortunately. And that was also, again, I think they were like, the big, again, the big, again, to our listeners, I'm sorry, this is on the marketing. So you've been warned. But they had a huge marketing of like, oh, guess what? Gal Gadot is back of Wonder Woman. And I'm like, yeah, a little, little too late. I feel like you guys marketed that movie, marketed that scene a day before the movie came out. Not the best idea because, well, A, you just spoiled a huge cameo surprise. And two, you just, you really just kind of fumbled the bag when it came to just, I don't know, last minute throwing in, hey, we got to throw this in there real quick. So it's, I mean, also too, I mean, this is my example too as well. Look at, I, to our listeners too, to you, you guys know this too, I love David Ayer's Suicide Squad so much. You both know this. I love mm-hmm. that movie so much oh, yeah. for some reason. <laughs> I know people have problems with it. There's flaws with it, but I had so much fun. It's like, oh, this is a fun movie. Will Smith was in it. Like, oh, Mark Robbie's in it. Great. David Ayer was doing it. I'm like, oh, I love David Ayer. But look at that, look at that movie. That, mo- that movie had good marketing early on, before it came, like way before it came out. I was still living in Chicago when, it, when that marketing kicked off in you know, 2016 or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like that was good marketing, but then you know when you I think, I think when you market it too soon sometimes, then so this was be, again before Deadpool, before all these big movies, before BVS came out, before Deadpool, whatever, before Captain America: Civil War came out. So they're like we had this great movie, but then I think things change again. We all know the stories here, like you know the studio the studio interfered with David Ayer's cut of the movie, the version of the movie that we that we saw wasn't his original version, which sucks. We're all David, we're all David Ayer fans here. Um, and I feel like that with marketing, I feel like sometimes with marketing, when you market it too early too, sometimes things happen. Like a moment happens again, marketing for that movie came out like January, 2016, Deadpool came out a month later and then De- yeah, Deadpool was a moment in movie history and movie, and, you know, and, you know, and box office history too, that, Oh shit, this rated R raunchy, funny, quote unquote, dark movie did really well. I feel like with the, su- the marketing for Suicide Squad after that, it was like, wait, let's, let's, let's do Deadpool. Let's do like a, you know, like lighter, kind of like goofier thing. And I feel like you can definitely see a shift in marketing a lot recently. I mean, the past couple of years too, when like when things are supposed to come out and then again, like a moment happens or something huge hits the box office, like things change. And that's the business that we're in. Entertainment is it's things change left and right. You know, it's a moving train whatsoever, but it's, 
I feel like it, but to your point, Joe, yes, we're, we're, we are seeing a lot, maybe we are seeing too much on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, whatever, or wherever you find your, you know, entertainment, you know, marketing. So it's, it's tricky to balance both. Hey, let's not show the movie, entire movie, but also let's not show a lot. But I do feel mm-hmm. like we've now been seeing a lot. We've been seeing a lot more where I think now I know, I know Nick and I remember college too, that we, we still watch trailers here and there for, you know, to like review or to you know, react to ourselves. And I you know Joe, you and I, same way in high school with the movies. Oh, this, this trailer looks really good. But then we've been seeing a lot more. I think all three of us are like, oh, wow, this movie's showing a lot. And an example I also have too is Black Adam. Superman surprise was a secret. And then they were like, you know what? We'll just put it out there. And I'm like, that would have been a cool, that would have been cool to see that in theaters, to be surprised mm-hmm. because you want those like, kind of like pop moments. Like, oh, wow, there, he's in it. Cool. And like, look, yeah. Good example too. Look at Spider Man No Way Home. They didn't show Toby or Andrew. We all know they're going to be in it regardless. They're on the leaks on you know Reddit and Twitter, or whatever. We fucking all knew. TikTok or fucking whatever. Oh, that was the worst. Had the dude, worst leaks. dude, oh the first day that movie was out, they put the fucking scene on it, and I was angry. I knew they were going to be in it, but I didn't want to see it until I saw the movie, and I was mad. Anyways, we, we've already done, but let's keep going. That's what we have. I remember, I remember Nick and I were like, <laughs> Nick and I were like, yo, we're not going on our phone for a full week. I remember for Endgame as well. Bro, 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 bro. <laughs> remember Nick, we Dude, like, I thought, <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I thought, I was like, uh, to me, in my mind, I was like, alright, I'm safe for the first day. No one's going to dare put the fucking scene or anything like that on the fucking TikTok because it's the first fucking day. Then the rest of the nope. time, I'm not going on social media. Nope. L- dude, it was morning. I woke up at like 10 and I saw it at like 10.30. I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember seeing that opening night with it was Zeta, myself, and you know Nick and Kalen, and we saw opening night at IMAX and the moment we got, the moment we got off the, out of the theater, like, oh, how amazing that was, blah, blah, blah. When our phones, yeah, Instagram, Toby and Andrew are back. TikTok, Toby and Andrew are back. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, like, people had really, they were just, they, they were like, I, rem- I remember Infinity War too, the moment Infinity War got out, oh my god, everyone died. And I'm just like, wow. Like, Dude. that you like what? people don't care about spoiling things anymore. No, they don't. You know what I mean? No, Where it's like back it's, in the day, shame, you, was, you used to get smacked the fuck out of. Like, be like, why are you spoiling it? And me and you have personal experience with someone spoiling the movie for us a lot. We all that man was a professional. We we would all tell him, like, we told this man, like, don't say anything about the movie. I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. It says it anyways. It's just like you, you bitch <laughs> like dude uh, yeah. i hate but i hate it that people are just like oh my god okay. like let me share it like no how about you leave it in the movie why don't you let people experience it in the movie theaters not everyone wants to see it on social media not everything needs to be shared like 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 i don't give a fuck if a guy saw a penny being carried by an ant on tiktok you know what i mean like no one cares about that <laughs> i also don't want to see movie spoilers the same exact fucking day in the middle in the morning of the day like come on but it's like no one cares it's and that's aggravating because it's just like you take away the magic movies when you do yeah. that because yeah. you know when you're it's, it's like it's like the first day your kid learns that 
you know, hears about Santa from school, be like, is Santa real? And you're just like, fuck no, he's fake. <laughs> you know, like, like, so is the tooth fairy and, you know, Easter bunny, like, everything's fake. We all fucking die. Get over it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, your little kid's gonna be crushed. And, and I, for, for when, like, what, like, what happened with Spider-Man and a lot of other things, like, movies-wise and just TV, like, stuff-wise, like, when that's spoiled, like you take that magic away because I really do love movies and I love going to movies and not knowing what to expect or being like, Oh my God, did you see? Like, I didn't know that was going to happen that way or whatever. Like, like, Mm -hmm. like Doug knows me. I can predict a movie within five minutes. A lot of times, like, you know what I mean? But like me and him have gone to movies and like, I've said like, bro, I feel like it's going to happen. Like this is going to happen. It still (laughs) happens. And me and him are excited. Like, I'm just like, Oh fuck. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh shit, I saw it. Yes. Like it was so dope. Like I didn't know how it was gonna look and anything. And but like people playing on social media and everywhere, it ruins it. Especially for me who one doesn't live near a movie theater, two is struggling with money, so I can't really go see movies, especially because I really don't have now, like back when I was in Chicago, I didn't really have people to go to movies with me. But especially now, I have no one to go to movies with me and go enjoy them. So I don't go get to see movies, and I'm very jealous of you guys. But like, <laughs> but like, you know, it, it really ruins it, and it like breaks my heart to just not even, you know, be like, oh, this movie's coming out, and then it's ruined. The yeah. exact same day it's out. Like it sucks. Yeah. It really does. Because I love movies and you ruin that magic for me. It takes away the experience. Nick, is there a time you remember like when market you thought marketing like just like showed too much or like I don't kinda like took your excitement away from seeing a movie or a show or I mean, mostly a movie. Like was there a time that you saw marketing like, oh man, this show was showing way too much or that you kinda the, like kinda the, like deterred you from seeing it? Go ahead. <laughs> the the immediate um example i think of right now is for terminator salvation oh yeah in the, you remember sam worthington's have you seen uh, terminator salvation joe yeah yeah that's a long time ago yeah yeah yeah, so uh, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, spoilers, but um, in the trailer, they show that, like, Sam Worthington's character, like, he seems like a human, but they, they reveal that he is a Terminator in the trailer. And it's like, like when I first saw the trailer, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, I didn't, like, think much of it, but then I saw the movie, and in that scene, like, they're making it seem like it's some some huge reveal, and it's like, well, you can't treat it like it's such a huge reveal if, if you're going to show it in the trailer. That was kind of, like, the first time um, I guess my eyes are open and like, oh, they kind of just be putting too much in the in the trailers and in the marketing sometimes. Because had they had they either just not shown Sam Worthington's character at all in the trailer, or they just didn't reveal it, then I feel like it would have made his character a lot more interesting. So that kind of it's my favorite Terminator movie, but that kind of like ruined it for me a little bit. Yeah, I. I remember that uh, a scene where yeah you see Christian Bale like walking away that slow motion and you turn to him and I just like well that would been cool like a little little mm-hmm. surprise like oh yeah I mean, I'm trying to think of a time too where like I know there's been times I think with you Nick also with, I've been with Joel we're like well why did you show that why did you just show that part it's like well that's kind of stupid and mm-hmm. it, it's it, again I I it, I know marketing a movie can be really tough when it comes showing the right thing or the wrong things but. Mm-hmm. I think recently there's 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 been showing like there's, there's been showing a lot more and I'm like I think it's you, you if you just like there's, if you back a little like, bit like 
there's a lot more trailers. Like at this point now, it's like four trailers, and that yeah, because like, now they're even doing like trailers is... for trailers. Yes, yeah, exactly. Or like, whereas like YouTube or Hulu, you know, like you know things that have commercials on them, and like you'll be watching YouTube, and here's like a twenty second trailer, and the trailer is like all the probably the big parts you don't want to see until you see the movie. You know what I mean? Or yeah. be like, oh my god, this and that. Where it's like, dude, I don't need to see this. I really don't. Like, I like there's no point. Like the mystery of these movies are gone. Like I don't mm-hmm. like movies are losing money, I feel like in movie theaters because people one wanna stream it, but two due to the trailers because they see the whole fucking movie in the trailers. And even people who are not big movie people say that nowadays. Like, oh yeah. I like like that's a whole movie in the trailer. Why are you showing this much? Why are you showing this much in a fucking trailer? Like, like, bro, like I'm gay. I'm I honestly at the point of where I don't want to watch Dragon Dungeons and Dragons because they've have Show like way three or four trailers. They're way showing a lot. You know much. what I mean? Especially that one trailer. I'm gonna say because it it's out there and people are yeah, pushing yeah. it. Damn good luck. Yeah, yeah. Where they're, just, where they're all watching the druid fight and they're like, oh, what is that? That's an owlbear. And then she has, she changed from owlbear hopping onto a horse back to, you know, her normal form where it's just like, that would have been cool to watch in a movie theater instead of trailers. Like, that would have been a real dope scene and great to have kept that out of the trailers. Like, you could have probably shown like a second of an owlbear slapping someone. That's it. Not the scene mm-hmm. where she, you know, like just because she didn't transform into it, you see her transform out of it. That takes away from that because that's something like me being a nerd who plays Dungeons and Dragons, like would love to see, but not seen in a trailer because, like, bro, that's so dope. Like, oh my God, they took the druid's power. Like, like druids are really dope. And, like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's a big, like, like, bro, like me and my campaign just killed two of the motherfuckers last Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like they're actually pretty strong and dope creatures. So, like, to be see that take form in a movie would be great. But you showed it in a trailer that takes the magic away from it. Like I said earlier, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like everyone has seen Blade the movies, right? Everyone mm-hmm, loves mm-hmm. that. Movie. Of course. And y'all have seen mm-hmm. the trailers. You, you know, know, I haven't seen any of the I haven't you seen any of the trailers. Movie. I just watched the movie. Honestly, look up the trailers because I remember them growing up. Where you're mm-hmm. like, okay, this is Blade. This is pretty dope. Where they didn't show too much. You know what I mean? Because this is still early mm-hmm. before four, four trailers. Are, oh, yeah, the Red Band trailer. You know what I mean? Oh, like, the Red Band any of that. Oh, fuck. The, the Red Band trailer mm-hmm. is, what, mm-hmm. like six minutes of the full fucking movie? But anyways, before any <laughs> yeah. of that happened, they just had two trailers. And you didn't know what was fully going to go down. They sh- they showed you the premise of the movie and be like, like, what else is going to happen? Come to the movie theaters and find out. Like, those type of trailers. Like, and with the Blade movies, they're fucking great. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people, you know, like, a lot of the newer generation, they're watching on DVD, so what? But, like, us, like, we watch it in theaters. 
You know what I mean? Like the first Blade movie where the cops run into the hospital and they see him and shoot him in the chest. And he goes, motherfucker, are you crazy? And they run away. You don't want to see that in trailer because that's fucking hilarious. That's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Or, or all the badass shit that he did, like the, like the club where he went toe to toe with like a giant group of zombies like bro that is sick they're lighting on fire his sword you don't want to see that shit in trailers you want to watch that when you see the movie so like those are examples of things you don't want to see you know what i mean and i feel like trailers again are just taking away that surprise that magic that twist that where you're just like where nowadays, instead of being like, oh, man, I have to see that movie and being disappointed or really happy that you went to go see a movie, now it's just like, eh, maybe I'll wait until it streams. Yeah. Like, you're really if fucking it's a yourself financially. You're fucking yourself it, financially because mystery is what drives people yeah. to do things. Like, go see a movie. Like, oh, this new sandwich? You're never going to guess. Like, this sauce is amazing. Like, as a kid, whenever you <laughs> saw those mystery candies, like Airheads, like mystery flavor, you're like, I got to get it now because I wonder what <laughs> it tastes like. You know, it's the same thing that's marketing. You got to think about it. But marketing is just like, show the action. Show the explosion. Show all the secrets. You know, we'll we'll keep one little secret at the end of the movie or whatever, like the little twist, which isn't even a big twist compared to the rest of the shit y'all showed. You know what I mean? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like we don't like that. It sucks. It sucks because they're <laughs> fucking themselves. They're fucking themselves royally, mm-hmm. and they don't care. Nor do people. Like it's it's aggravating. Yeah. It's and it's again like like Nick said too. It's there's a teaser for a trailer now. The trailer for a trailer. It's like, hey man, I just want to see a little bit of a tease, and that's why I feel like I'm with you guys. But I know I've been definitely like, I'll watch a trailer once, the first trailer, and that's it. At the theaters, I remember I remember seeing a movie. I think I saw a movie with Nick actually. I mean, this is in college too. We're watching the movie, whatever, and there's this huge trailer I wanted to see for a movie. I'm with you, Nick. I looked away the entire time. I was like, nope. I'm gonna wait till this is the movie next month or a few months, whatever. I'm gonna look away and now I look at it. And this, I still do it all the time. Even Zeta's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't wanna I don't want look at the trailer, I wanna look wanna look away, I don't wanna see anything, because I want you're right, Joe. It's the, the it's the idea about hey, you know what, you're getting a little bit of a taste for the with a teaser, and then you wanna you wanna go you wanna go in for a little for the whole meal. You wanna enjoy the meal for what it is, could be bad, could be good. At least you, at least you're going in blind as you can. And I it's and when you, when, you, when you go to like IMAXs or Dolby, whatever, they'll have IMAX exclusive or Dolby exclusive. It's like, no, 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 just show me the regular trailer or show me a little bit of tease. I don't want to see the whole, you know, eight minutes, whatever. But again, I do, I do like okay, to pivot a little bit. I do like what Nolan does sometimes with his movies because he'll show the first six minutes of the movie and that's it. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, boom, a prologue. You're, you're in and you're out. Like, I remember for Tenet, I was in Star Wars episode, whatever, nine, whatever. And with an IMAX, I'm cool with, you know, no one has a new movie coming out. It's going to be before COVID hit. And, you know, it's John David Washington. It's, it's, it's this huge spy movie, whatever. Cool. Didn't know nothing about it except for Chris Nolan, John David Washington doing it. Awesome. Great. So the first six minutes, the opening scene in the, in the opera house, and I said, I'm sold. I'm sold. Boom. Again, you show me the first six minutes. Perfect. You, you, show, you show me a whole little, like, show, you show me a whole little, like, theaters, you know, by the way. Dude, I, honestly, you guys see his movies in theaters just because of like the sound and the you know design, production design, whatever cinematography. But that's to me, I think to his credit, 
a very good marketing. Yeah, he did it for Dark Knight. He did the opening, uh, you know, the the heist scene in Dark Knight. Smart. The first thing in I think Dunkirk, the scene with like the running on the beach, whatever. Um, I think they went for Interstellar. I think Dark Knight Rises, the scene where like Bane's on the on the plane. And you know, yeah, I remember that. Right. Yeah. Right. That that scene. I'm trying to think what else too. I think he did one for Oppenheimer that I saw a while ago. I mean, maybe not. Uh, I think I saw the trailer. I don't think it's like a full trailer. I think it's more of a little like actual like tease where you see uh, what's his fucking name? I love that man because he's fucking gorgeous, man. Yes. That man is a gorgeous, gorgeous man. I swear to God. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he is too. He's a gorgeous man. As y'all can tell, he is one of my male crushes. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> hey, uh, 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 but why though? Just you know, since we're on the on the subject, okay. Have you ever? I'm, seen I'm not. I'm not judging. I'm just Have you ever seen Peaky Blinders, bro? I, I seen a little bit of it. I I saw the first episode, and I seen some clips here bro, and there. Continue watching that fucking show because it's fucking. It's a fucking masterpiece. Eventually, it slows the fuck down. It really slows down. We're just like, bro, this is brutal. But they, it has a point to it why it slowed the fuck down the way it did. It's really good, like cinematography wise, character building, like, like it's so good. Anyways, that show, man, like, see, like he's an attractive man because like his acting is phenomenal too. Like he plays Tommy Shelby so well, and he plays like. He's not a bad guy, but he's not a good guy either. He's just a man, and that's what I love. Mm. And like, he made that character like so surreal to me, where it's just like, "Fuck, dude, this show is great!" Like, it was so good, man. And like, oh, I fell in love with that man in that show. And also, my very first male crush is also in it, which is Tom Hardy, bro. Tom Hardy, who I love. (laughs) I was begging. I was (laughs) begging. Yeah, so they're both in it. And it's great, it's, and they work so well together too. Tom Hardy's character reminds me a bit less crazy version of uh, of uh, Charles Bronson, which is also a great Ooh. movie. Uh, okay, I saw that movie. Should, yeah, it was a great movie. You should definitely check that one out as well. Uh, but anyways, I think I saw where like they show him walking away or something like that, walking towards the camera, which gave me a lot of, like, Peaky Blinder vibes, and I think that was what you're talking about. It was something like that, Uh, and I think they showed, like, like, there's, like, conversations in the trailer, but, like, nothing very concrete of, like, what you can understand, what, like, is about to happen. So it's real cool. I told this to Nick last week, uh, Joe. I was saying that at the Shazam, what was our last weekend? By myself, the theater was very empty, and it was you know those kids here left and right, you know down in the first few rows, whatever. And I was saying that during mm-hmm. Shazam, no no one was no one was laughing during the trade <laughs> during, during the during the during the during the movie, whatever. But I said bro, I was fucking hear- bad when you told me that, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> but- I said you, you definitely heard kids laughing at the Oppenheimer trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, Shazam. He, he had, you had me floored when you said that, bro. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like I lost my mind when I heard that. <laughs> totally, totally joking, but yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that going forward, I know um, moving forward that we're gonna have some 
you know, again, I've try I'm trying not to watch a lot of stuff, trailers, teaser trailers, trailer to the trailer, trailer to the other trailer, mm-hmm. final trailer, TV spot, because I, it's the it's the idea of you know it's the, again, corny is going to be it's the element of surprise. You know, right, just, right. Be surprised, you know. And I think this is like one last thing before we move on. But I'm saying I remember I do remember Matrix Four trailer. I remember I remember Nick and I were seeing something together, and we were like, "Fuck, man, that's a great trailer." Because we were like, wow, like they brought back the nostalgic of uh, uh, Matrix, the good song, like you felt for it again. And I Nick and I were like, please, bro, for the love of God, please be good. Please, <laughs> like, be let, good. Let, please let this be the only fucking trailer. And, they, oh, and, I, again, and I remember they showed so much. I'm like, I, it's again, I get it. Matrix is back, but I feel like the, main, the name itself and Keanu is going to sell this movie enough. Diana was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Should have been, but. Anyway, I'm so it, it's, tired it's, it's of more, nostalgia movies. Oh my god, we're not gonna get into that. Yeah, we like they're just doing them all the time, dude. Yeah, like, Good Burger, come on out. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so next topic, Nick had a Nick had a, had a cool topic that I want to talk about. Nick was saying, "Hey, I mean, Nick brought up like, hey, what do you think? You know, talking about you know, super, you know, I mean, more DC and superhero stuff. Talking about directors and who might come back. And right, Nick, I think you think you were saying that who might come back." From the old DC to direct, yeah. One, um, because I know they're thinking about bringing Ben Affleck in, and I was I was hearing like some stuff like they like he was really excited to direct, but all but recently like no, nah, I'm not going to direct. I just I don't want to do that for like the the style that they're going for, or whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, for like some of the the upcoming. DC movies in chapter one that I've heard of so far, like what directors would be like good for those movies? Or like who who would you guys uh get for each one? I know we had a big slate of for what movie? Sorry. So for James Gunn's new yeah, DC just any slate. of the Yeah, any of the DC movies that uh that were announced in chapter one of the new DCU. Uh fuck. I want David Aaron for that redemption, man. I want redemption for David Ayer. David Ayer should come back, and he's cool. Oh I shoot! Want, David Ayer could probably do the Authority. I, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that would be dope because they're they're kind of like government type anti heroes, and they're you know it's like morally gray characters. You know what I'm saying? If they yep. just let him do like what he wants to do, and they don't come in and start changing everything at the last minute, they just just let it be a David Ayer film, and yeah, I'll do his thing. Let him do his exactly, thing. Exactly, uh, exactly. I want JJ. JJ Abrams. I'm down with I'm I'm done I'm done with that. but it it can't be it can't be anything like Superman. It would have to be <laughs> something like it would have well, to I'd be Green Lantern. Green Lantern. I was actually about to say I'd give him Green Lantern and I believe they're gonna skip Hal Jordan and they're gonna go straight to um fucking john stewart and i think he'd be I great so, he is really yeah. good with like character building and john stewart no offense to all the how jordan because i enjoy how jordan as a character overall he's great but john stewart's a better character and he has a lot of yeah. deathness to him especially because he is a veteran who's like seen action and like he was iffy about him himself being like a green lantern in a different way than than how jordan and that would be really dope to see there's him and then there's also 
Teen Titans, probably like someone like Damien. They're probably going to introduce Damien Wayne, right? Yeah, they are. Because they're skipping Nightwing, Jason Todd, who is Red Hood, and also uh, Red Robin, who is Tim Drake. Uh, Interesting characters. Interesting way that they're going to skip that. Because again, we're we're still getting an older Batman, by the way, who now has Mm -hmm. a kid. So I would love to see him not do the full Batman movie, but have a hand in it. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I thought about no, so like, or or yeah. introducing Damien to the Teen Titans, which now has, which now is run by Nightwing and Starfire, and is has a younger Raven in it with Beast Boy and Blue Beetle and stuff. So I think Justice uh, Teen Titans would be a good fit for him hopefully they'll make it a show i would understand if they do but like if they make a movie i'd really love that i wanted i think nick i think you and i pitched this a while ago maybe me and college whatever i wanted to see a training day kind of movie for green lantern but anton fuqua would come back to direct it like oh that would be dope right his style you know again i love equalizer movies i think yeah even his uh Edison Seven reboot I love so much. I think he's very good at you know having having a big scale, but also having yeah. kind of like a lot of heart to it when it comes to characters. And again, I know what his most popular movie is, you know, Training Day, but I feel like the way he captured both Ethan Hawke and Denzel. Denzel's the you know the goat, obviously. But oh yeah, imagine for sure. Imagine like imagine like a grittier version of Green Lantern, and you know, I mean, like. Right. But Anton Fuqua, I would get. Ooh, I would do. Um, for that movie, I would say Jake Gyllenhaal cast as uh, Hal Jordan, and maybe like Travante Rhodes as um yes. as John yes. Stewart, maybe. Yeah, dude, mm. I love Travante Rhodes, man. Travante Rhodes is a great actor, man. And I feel like he's been in some good things. I'm like, oh, he's good in. Like, again, no diss to hit, no diss to him. He was great in it. But his Predator movie fucking sucked. <laughs> hey, that shit was, at, dude. <laughs> I saw that movie. I watched that movie with my grandma, and at the end of it, she was like, hey, bro, this shit was garbage, my boy. This shit was ass. Oh, my God. That movie was terrible. I remember we had screen tickets for it in college, and I think you had had to go to class. You couldn't go, so I remember me and Malone went. And halfway through, me and Malone were like, man, this movie fucking sucked. (laughs) And it it ended, and you're like, hey, bro, how's the movie? I said, bro, thank God you went to class, man. This shit was ass. And you're like, LOL, damn, really? (laughs) I was like... I, I, even for a screening, bro, it was empty. I said, not a good sign. Oh and Malone and I saw it. We were like, yeah, this movie was not it. And I was like, that shit was garbage. But he was great in Moonlight. I think he did a good job as Mike Tyson for the mo- for, you know, for what, he, what he was doing. In that It's a different kind of show. You know, I know Mike didn't like the, the whole idea of the show, but I feel like he did a good job as Mike um, during, you know, during his prime, obviously. But yeah, I dude, Trunted Roads would be a great... Uh, John Stewart, man, that's I really ideal casting. Dude, the <laughs> way he talked for that shit was great. Right, right, exactly. Shit. Do you guys, really, do you guys remember? And it, 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 I love what they did because, like, Mike Tyson is a very intelligent man. With he didn't even Dave. I don't think he graduated high school either. But he is a very intelligent mm. man, and they showed like his vernacular, even though his voice is well, a lot of people make fun of, but he does have a great vernacular. But, and the, Oh yeah, the way he's he talks, and so I feel like they really caught that essence of it, and so I really like that. Yeah, oh, I I agree. I think he did a good job as as Mike. 
Um, do you, you guys remember when Tyrese Gibson wanted to play uh, John Stewart? And I remember <laughs> that. I was, <laughs> I was, I was initially against it because um, it seemed like was he trying to be like in in the DCEU like with like Ben Affleck and uh, Henry Cavill? He, I remember it was happening like right after like Dark Knight Rises ended, and he was like on Instagram every day. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I, will, I will, I will be, I will be the next John Stewart. Like he was pitching it every nah, day. Oh man, man. I, yeah, with nah. him. It, initially, I was, I was like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not feeling that. Not, not I'm Tyrese Gibson, bro. Can't. But then. I, I can't. I think I, I think you could do I, it though, but it has it's a it's a specific type of like Green Lantern movie. You know what I mean? Like it would have to be like directed by like Michael Bay or something like that. You know what I mean? Because he's he's, he's good in like in serious roles. He's just not he's not good to me in the 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 Fast and Furious movies. Like he's he's not funny. But I was watching um this movie Baby Boy that he did uh, with like Ving oh, yeah, Rhames and Taraji P Henson. He was good in that movie. Like he's he's good when he's being serious. He's just not funny. <laughs> uh, I, I can't. I will always see the guy that The Rock said, you better hide that big ass forehead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I will always see that. I can't see John Stewart now. <laughs> well, you yeah. fucked him up on that. Apparently, like, um, Dwayne Johnson was actually talking shit. So, like, Tyrese, like, he actually had his feelings. So, like, that was a genuine reaction. So, yeah, no, what, what, what it was is Tyrese was trying to, like, joke with him by saying you better hide that baby oil because his character, you know, was always shiny. And so, mm-hmm. he, and you can see ludicrous break character a tiny bit too. <laughs> then they yeah. do. And The Rock goes, it's like, you better have that big ass forehead. And you see Ludacris <laughs> spit his water out. <laughs> so it wasn't a part of the movie, but they kept that in because it was fucking hilarious. It was so great. <laughs> that makes me laugh every time I see that movie. It was like a fast six, man. That would, that would make me, that makes me laugh whenever I see that clip. Um, <laughs> use the streets fight back. <laughs> um, I don't know. So, I mean, Nick, who else do you, I mean, you know, with his slate of stuff, I mean, I mean, we already know he's doing Superman Legacy, Lantern's Authority. Uh, yeah, man, I do want to see David Ayer come back for at least one movie or watch movie or a show, man. I think he'd be good at. I would um, love to, what's his, what's the guy's name who did the Creed movies, the young guy? Oh, Ryan Coogler? The, Ryan Coogler? Yeah, was that the young black kid who did the... I don't want the, to say the, yeah, who, who did Black Panther? He was the one who who directed it. Yeah, yeah, that was Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler, man. I'd like to see him do. Uh, I, I he lost some of my respect for what he did to to, to um Stallone, but uh, no, no, what but, you uh, mean? That wasn't him. That wasn't that wasn't oh, him. that wasn't that him. Was, that was someone that else. Coogler, that, was someone no, else. That, was, that was that was Winkler. You know, Winkler. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, Winkler, the who owned the rights to Creed, Creed and Rocky. No, 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 no. Coogler and Michael Jordan are cool with Stallone still. Now they're on good terms. They're um, it's the it's the studio apparently studio and uh, the Winklers who own they own the the right they own the majority of the rights to Rocky. So they Stallone and Winkler have a big have a huge beef right now, like a huge beef. But uh, no, the other day I saw an interview with Michael Jordan, who I, who I just love, and he was saying that no, I love Sly so much. Well, him are great. I think he was saying that like it's it's a beef between it's a beef that's kind of like above Michael B. Jordan that he had no part of. It's it's the producer mm-hmm. Winkler and Stallone. Mm-hmm. Like now, Ryan Coogler and Michael Jordan love Stallone. They're just saying that it's not it's not part of their beef. They're not part of it. It's just it's a Winkler Stallone thing. <laughs> Excuse me. So 
I, I think it's it, yeah. I think Kugler and Michael B. Jordan will love to work with Stallone again. I think it was just out of their control because it wasn't their beef. It's a Winkler versus Stallone kind of thing, which is, which is unfortunate. But yeah, no, it, it's definitely a Winkler and Stallone uh, beef at the moment, which is, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah, I wanted to. I mean, no, we'll be no. Honestly, like it's it's gonna be different. Like, see the kind of slate of directors they bring in. I mean, who do you think? I mean, who do you think Nick is gonna they're gonna bring in? I mean, who do you want to see brought in? In your opinion, still, man. Um, like obviously, this would never happen, and I'm sure Doug, you probably know I'm about to say this, but like, I would love for for Snyder to if even if like he doesn't direct, but just being there like some sort of like creative capacity but dang i don't know like um i wouldn't mind uh seeing john favreau take a shot at directing something for dc i think that could be cool um like i would i would probably give him the authority too just because the the first iron man was was so good i can see that too i can see favreau coming in i feel like I feel like Gunn's gonna have to gonna bring some people over John from Marvel. Favreau? Oh, yeah, I would Favreau. fucking love that. I love that man. He I think you fucking, would. He is mm, honestly. Uh, compare. He is one of the most creative directors that are still around. Yeah. He really is. Like his creativity is very mm-hmm. unmatched because he can bring like not only like childhood imagination to it, but like an adult like creativity as well mm-hmm. and bring it to life like bring it yeah. all to life because he's been doing so well and he's really yeah. good with like character building script wise like he's really really good so i'd love yeah. to see him do a dc movie especially a dark one because i know he could do it because he because oh, yeah. oh my god i'd love it like a batman or or uh or what's uh, fuck dude i forget the guy's name every single time the guy with the the question yeah the question I would the love question to see oh that would be dope I would get guy Pierce he could bring him back if he can bring him to life that'd be fucking hilarious because the question is a like a seriously dark character like he does like mystery shit but he's fucking hilarious overall as a character yeah. and I would love to see him like interact with Batman or something or bring back uh, John Constantine which by the way they are I believe they're doing a John uh, Constantine movie it's in the works kinda, yeah yeah it's, it's in, in the, the works, works which is really cool works. I'd love that bring back Shia LaBeouf even though he's a little crazy <laughs> uh, Shia, uh, Shia, Shia. You, you know what they should do if uh, uh, I would get like Guillermo del Toro to direct either like a Swamp Thing movie or like a Justice yeah. League Dark movie because I would get all the the Ooh. dark kind of magical characters like Constantine, Zatanna, Dead Man. Swamp Thing um, would be cool. That would be dope, could, bro. Yo, that, that's good. That's good. Ca- that's good directing casting, Nick. I like that Del Toro to do a Swamp Thing. That'd be really good. Oh, that'd, that'd be a lot great. actually. That'd be good. Uh, her director. Oh, I. I... Man, who would y'all bring in to be Red Hood? Dang, Red, Shia LaBeouf. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> he was kind of killer, I think. Um, maybe totally him. Kidding. There was, I, I feel like a lot of people, Um, I think I saw this somewhere, the, the dude from uh, Euphoria, I think some people were saying like him as, as Red Hood. Which one? No. The main the the, the main guy? The, uh, yeah, the guy who plays that. the main, main bully? The oh, bully talking about yeah. the yeah, Nate Jacobs. He would do well, not gonna lie. 
He pisses yeah. me off. He does. He would do well. In the, in, the show, in the show, in the show, not real In the show, in the show, not real life. <laughs> Jacob Elordi. That's yeah. his name. Jacob Elordi. Uh, he'd do well. Um, yeah. Another person, but he would have to like beef up more because he is ripped. He would just have to sw- get like swole, would be Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien. So I, I, I haven't seen him in anything, so I don't know if bro. I can if I can co-sign that. Dylan O'Brien. Dylan, you haven't seen Dylan flash. O'Brien anything? No, I he, haven't. I saw. I, I know he was on. Um, he was on like the Teen Wolf show. I, I saw yep, him in the those Maze Runner trailers, and then I saw him in that uh, American, American Assassin. Assassin. Yep, yep. American Assassin. I, I feel like that movie got a lot more hate than it <laughs> should have. <laughs> no, I. I'm, I'm with you, Joe. He would have to. He would have to like pack on some some pounds, man, if he's gonna play Jason Todd. But he would I do think... really well as a character because he's really, really good okay. with like that, like he's anger. He is he's a really good, good actor. actor. Yeah. I see him as the Ooh. Flash, though. I see him as the Flash. Honestly, if they're gonna replace Ezra Miller, I thought Dylan O'Brien would be again either a great Spider-Man at one point. I think he's a little bit too old now. Still pulled off. Hey, I, you know, I, I can see him as Spider Man for sure. Spider Man. Well, no, well you got you got to think of it like this, though. You got to think of it like this. We're getting an older Red Hood at this point, right. who's probably right. in his thirties, because Damien Wayne's in the picture, and that means Nightwing's in his thirties, and Red Robin is in his twenties. Yeah, that's gonna be so. So Bruce Wayne is in his forties. Hey, aging to his fifties. Nah, he needs to retire at that point, bro. Yeah, I like. Hold on, let me look this up. Let me look this up. Nightwing's age. I still want him as Gaming Wayne. You know what would be a dope idea? What if a Ryan Coogler directed a Black Adam movie? It would probably be better than what we have right now. Sorry, okay, right. here, love, here, love here are the ages. Sorry, here are the <laughs> ages. Bruce is forty to forty-five because he started his crusade at twenty twenty-three. Adopted a nine-year-old Dick, Dick Grayson. <laughs> a year or two later, Dick is twenty-seven to twenty-eight, and Jason is Dick. twenty-two to twenty-three. Tim <laughs> is twenty, and then Damien is thirteen to fourteen. But I feel like. They can up the age a bit. I wouldn't mind <laughs> Dick Grayson being towards his thirties. You know what I mean? Like probably like thirty-one, and then Jason being like around twenty-seven to twenty-eight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nick, then this one fucking one one like this man is killing me when you do this. <laughs> oh my god. Um. I, I mean, I know this is down the road. I, this is my dream directing for a movie. I get. I know. I love Batman Beyond so Batman Beyond so much, dude. If Denevo knew did a Batman Beyond, I would cream in my pants. Like, oh I my gosh, bro! My whole house like, just vibrated when you said that. I know. I Who? I know. I know that he did Dune, Arrival, Blade Prison, Sicario, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. If he did Batman Beyond, that would be. I feel like he's he's kind of like the perfect mix between like Snyder and and like Nolan in a way because like yeah. you, you get like the grand kind of cool sci-fi shit that Snyder can bring but you get like the the mature storytelling that Nolan brings I would I would give Denis Villeneuve like either Batman Beyond or like a Superman movie a Green Lantern movie 
Justice League. If they just did like a movie where like Darkseid was a main character, it's like a like um New Genesis versus Apocalypse, is Darkseid versus High Father, something like that. Like he would he would kill any of those sci-fi type movies, man. She had yeah, you he watch like a, a four hour, five hour Justice League movie directed by Denis Villeneuve? Bro. Oh we my god. IMAX every day. I, we would pay every day to see that movie in IMAX. The way he, the way he can real, film that. Bro. I just love oh you're, right, you're right, you're right, You're right. He has like very blend, that very unique, you know, directing style. And I just I just imagine like yeah, but Justice League, but like the scale of Dune would be insane. It would be insanity, which is like would be a dream. But I just think yeah. of like for me, Batman Beyond in the future, like how we did how we did LA and you know Blade Runner twenty forty nine, <laughs> or or even a rival to its own own thing, where or even, yeah, even Dune too. But like that, it is how he deals with sci fi in such a way where you feel you, where you feel the world is bigger than the character, which is very which I love seeing in movies. And like you feel like this world is so, the world is so much bigger than you. What he does in Dune, or even Arrival, or with Blade Runner twenty forty nine, where it's like he you he makes you feel this like you're just like you're. You're a person. You're one person in this world, but there's so much more going on. And with you know, with Batman Beyond going in the way in the future, I can see you know if he brought brings in Roger Deakins back as the DP, and just like the way he shoots, like him flying, you know, something like that. kind of Blade Runner when he was driving in his car, mm-hmm. the, you know, neon signs, the Joey sign, or whatever. Man, I would just lose. I would lose my mind because. Oh man, I, I know I know he slammed comic book movies or slammed Marvel, but I feel like if the check if the check was right, he would come on board just to like say why not? Like why not, man? Like if you if you had oh, free yeah. reign, do whatever you want, like man, like might as well. If James Gunn says, "Hey, you can do whatever the hell you want with this uh, these movies," by all means, sign him up. I feel like he would kill. Him. I mean, I I don't know. It's just me being a giddy fanboy, but oh man. What a okay. world. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a question. So, good. I know, Doug, you don't watch anime. Nick, do you watch anime? No, but I, I want to get into it. I'm a little heartbroken. I'm the only one. Uh, <laughs> I've seen the, have you seen the Berserk trilogy? I've seen the Berserk trilogy. The show? The first no, no, the movies. movies. They, they have, uh, okay. they, they have the three movies, movies on, on Netflix. Oh, wow. And then they 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 did a layer edition into a show, and the show was god awful. And I was like, oh god. Anyways, okay, I feel like I would be talking to myself if I brought this into this podcast. Like I want to, but you guys don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's it's fine. Let's just forget. When we have a guest, what what kind of guest loves anime just as much as you do? And you go, you can just you can geek out with him or her. <laughs> with them. <laughs> do y'all know anyone that watches? <laughs> I got uh, my, my roommate. He's in anime, and a couple of my other friends from from high school. They, they like anime and stuff. Oh, you know, I, I, I know someone. Are they filming? I, I, I know someone. Here, I could Malone. No, not Malone likes anime too. No, my my friend, um, uh, friend Evan. I told you who gave me Akira on 4K. Oh, Love yeah. Akira was dope. Yo, Denis Villeneuve should do an Akira movie. Oh, uh, dude, he, bro, he was fucking killed. Oh, dude, I, I yo, know he would yo. fucking kill it. I don't want that. No, if Denis did it, man, I would be live action anime. I don't want live action. I don't want live actions. I mean, because here's the thing: CGI's are great. It's really cool. You get what I'm saying? But like. I feel like not everything should be translated to live action. Mm, I'm with you. Especially because I mean, the at, only people that have ever done anime 
really well are Japanese and Korean people. We've had, you know, Dragon Ball, you know, we've had Mm -hmm. quite a few other animated movies from anime, you know, introduced that were Americanized. They were never well, and I don't want to see it now. I really don't. Not everything should be translated, and that's why I love anime, because they could do the things that are impossible. And even in the future, like, I still don't want them to be live action. You know, which one pisses me off to this day is the anime remake that came to the live action. I, I grew up watching this with my dad and playing the game on the computer with my dad with Speed Racer. Listen, people, mm. people, people do love this movie. I know that there's huge fans. If you're one of them who are listening, I apologize. But that Speed Racer movie was ass. That movie was so <laughs> ass. And notice the Wachowski sisters. I know you do the Matrix, whatever, but. Except for the Matrix, really, I, I have not seen a movie that I'm like, wow, I love what they, I love what they did. Because to me, Speed Racer was weird as hell. It was, it just, it just took, it was a big, like weird, like CGI fest, and I'm like, what the mm-hmm. hell is this? And I just love what the thing, like, 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 with the kid. Oh, oh god, I just, oh, we, I'm so disappointed with that. It's gonna be all CGI with a lot of animations. You know what I mean? It's not gonna be like Star Wars with the live. Like people hardly do that nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, we're not yeah. going to get a giant ship. Like, it's CGI. Like, Star Wars does it well because Star Wars was created before. You know what I mean? Like, like they CGI was, like, a real big thing. You know, like, of course we have CGI, but, like, you know, like, in the old movies, I'm pretty sure they did, like, background, like, a small little spaceship model with the fucking made up earth you know what i mean like yeah. nowadays like practical wants to use cgi where you're just like this is painful and i don't like it yeah i hmm. yeah I, I this might be a hot take i know people I know people despise this movie because i know like it, it was again it was whitewashed at really rightfully show but i do remember seeing ghost in the shell again i know anime is way much better but i was very hmm. impressed with the visuals and the cinematography of that movie, because I saw that movie in IMAX, and I was like, okay, you know what? I know the movie had problems to, get, to begin with, with Scarlett Johansson playing a major or whatever. I know, trust me, I know that right up the front. But you, you, can't, you, you can't tell me that movie looks gorgeous. And that came out right before Blade Runner 2490, months before that came out. And I was like, wow, this is really... This, being, being immersed in the world was very intriguing, because again, I knew nothing about Ghost in the Shell. I knew somewhat what it was. I know Charles Hansen was playing it. It was a big controversy over it. But I, which I agree with, but I do feel like the cinematography and the visual effects of that movie for an anime live action was very impressive. So I will give him that. I will give him that. Movie itself had flaws, had multiple flaws. But I do feel like out of all the live action, quote unquote, live action, you know, remakes of anime, that one to me looked the best, looked the, mo- looked the best, but also had the best visual effects, cinematography, kind of like world building. Again, you, you Ooh, see okay. like Speed Racer and you see shit like, I don't know, Dragon Ball. Oh, God. You know, the, you know what I mean? It just, it's, it's the, done atrociously a lot. Yeah. The only thing that I'm going to support that is being remade because it had a live action before and it's fucking, huh. But they're doing it correctly now that every character is Asian is Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm I'm kinda oh looking boy. forward to that one. Cause aren't the uh the original creators they're they're like in control of it, right? Yeah, the I believe the creators are gonna be a part of the production. 
and you know, okay, that's, that's have good. A lot of say so, into it, and all the actors that gives me, are that gives me faith because there's like different types of agents within the uh, you know, it's not just gonna be like Chinese, you know, it's gonna be a mixture of agents because there's different nations within the Avatar uh, world. So it'd be really interesting to see what they do with that. And yeah, I'm excited that in which uh, the first movie Doug knows my fucking scorn for that uh but yeah no i'm excited that's the only real thing that i can think of because like again like i don't people are like cgi is so amazing now like like we could do this and that it's like not everything yeah. should be translated like you know like the rock did the rampage movie which was an old game oh god god. god you know what i mean like like they try covering so well Superman's mustache, <laughs> you know, Henry Cavill's mustache. Oh, uh, we, uh, we do, we know that was bad. You know, uh, let's also talk about uh, fucking uh, was it Cyborg, who was a lot of fucking CGI, and they fucked that up royally. You know what I mean? Like, like not everything should be translated into live action. And I, yeah. I will I, forever hold that stance. I feel like something like I, 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 Akira, which I've never seen. But very big staple within our anime community. I, I, like the bits and pieces I've seen of it, I feel like it would be too much to where, like, like even if they tried really hard, it would not work well. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely it's you gotta like be a really big fan of it, but also yeah, it's 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 again, it's why. You know, art is very different. Art is very subjective. Art is very, you know, it's unique in its own ways. Because some things can't be translated on screen. Even with books, too. Even with literature. Books can't be translated to a big screen or whatever. And Nick, one more thing. Do you think we're going to see The Rock back ever in the DC Universe? I think we are. No, I think we are. He burned that bridge. He burned actually, that you know, bridge. I, I, I used to think that he was going to come back. Because all of a sudden, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to be in chapter one. So I'm like, okay, chapter yeah. two or three or something like that. But now I'm, I'm seeing all these reports and stuff like that. Like, oh, man, his ego low-key fucked up uh, Shazam 2. And he was going to try to make the whole DC universe just center around Superman and Black Adam. And like he was like just doing all of this shit kind of like behind the scenes. And people are blaming him for uh, uh, the failure of the Black Adam movie because it was like he was trying to do too much and like so I feel like maybe I don't know I, I feel like maybe though ultimately I feel like he probably will come back and I, I kind of hope he does come back and I like the Black Adam movie like it had its flaws yes it was just like the, the kid and like some of the humor and stuff like that but I fuck with that movie man so I hope he does come back do you what do you think about this? You hear about the you hear about this beef now between Zach Levi and The Rock, right? You hear about this? Yeah, I heard, about, I heard a little bit about it. So for our listeners, I mean, made to you too, Joe. So you know, it's he, no, no no surprise. Shazam, Fear of the Gods, flopped hard this weekend. Had a really really big flop. You know, surprise surprise. And I I had my reasons last week. You hear you hear our episode last week that me and Nick talk about it a little bit. Um, Anyway, besides the point, so it's been kind of it's been a reported recent this past week that you know the Rock, you know, the Rock has some kind of interference with interference with Shazam, Shazam Two, and that he mm-hmm. kind of stopped some of the cast members from being a part of the post credit scene of Shazam Two. Again, I spoiled it. The movie still it's only been a week. I'm not gonna spoil that scene yet. Whatever. But the rumors have been he kind of was like, no, 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 no. I want to have the focus on me. And again, this is all this is all reported. It's not confirmed. So. We'll see what happens. It, it, more reports come out, but what happened was The Rock didn't want 
his characters from Black Adam to be part of the Shazam movie or Shazam post credit scene, which to me is like, well, Black Adam Shazam are from the same world from the from the, from the Wizard. You would yeah, think that's that that, would... that's that's like the Lex Luthor to his Superman, basically. So like, how can they not right. ever like um meet and and fight? You know? Yeah, it's they're gonna fight eventually. I, I get it. You know, The Rock and Henry Cavill are big big friends, big fr- yeah, huge friends. They you know they've been the yeah. same manager for a while. I, I get it, but anyway, the report came out. The Rock had a huge like, no, not happening. Put his foot down, whatever. Which uh, to me, again, you're, you're producer of the movie, but you're not the DC executive, so yeah. I don't know what happened I, exactly. It's go ahead. I I got mixed feelings on it because on one hand, like, bro, that's that's like having Spider Man in this movie and Green Goblin in this movie, but they never fucking meet. You know what I mean? So like, that's kind of yeah. weird. But and but on on the other hand, though, I. I thought the Shazam movie was was like kind of whack, so I feel like uh, <laughs> like I feel like um, maybe Dwayne Johnson was looking at it like this, like my character and my movie is going to be on some hardcore shit, and it's not yeah. going to like, and so that's why I didn't want to be in like the Shazam movie or have them like crossover like and that because for Shazam those, movie too. those were ah uh, yeah no never mind I I take it back that's that's why that's why if if you're gonna oh, be part yeah. of the movie even just just producing it then you you gotta. You gotta like have a meet, man. You know what I mean? Like it's like you, you can't yeah. just push him to the side, but like you're helping his movie get made. That, yeah. That's too weird. But at the same time, Shazam was whack. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, yeah. it's like I, I like I'm I'm not a hundred percent mad at where Dwayne Johnson is coming from, but it still feels like you know you're not messy. Say again. It's very messy. It's very messy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, it's like I, I get it, but I kind of disagree with that at the same time. And especially now with all this, all this shit. Like, if you know, like you said, reportedly, if he is like just going behind the scenes and kind of like fucking shit up for all the movies, it's like, okay, bro, relax. You know, like I'm not gonna say like don't make your movies or whatever, but you don't gotta like fuck up everybody else's shit. And then Zach Levi. Zach Levi reposted the thing and it said the truth will set you free and I was like uh oh I said uh oh I mean I mean again there probably won't be they probably will be recasting regardless you know come a year or two I mean it sucks but yeah when Zach Levi reposted it I remember Twitter and Reddit went crazy They're like oh my god Shazam versus the Black Adam in real life and I said uh oh <laughs> I said oh here oh, we go here the fireworks and I'm like oh mm-hmm. no because either way I mean I I think that I think this is all true. You're right. It, I agree with you, Nick. It wasn't the best move whatsoever. And also, I love Zach Levi too. I'm a fan of both these guys for sure. I don't mm-hmm. think Zach Levi should have reposted that either because I'm like, you know, the movie flopped. You don't want to like it, add fire to fire. You don't want to. You don't want to like. It seems like he's trying to distract say. from the failure of his movie because it's like yeah, he's blaming yeah. like the fans and all of this shit. It's like, nah, man, I, your movie's probably wanna, just whack, bro. Here's the thing that I want to say that I feel like a lot of celebrities that are older now have to learn because now they're getting more attention than ever, and I, I understand that, but it's like. And even younger generation, younger actors, is you know you're doing great work, you're getting real big, and it's okay to have this ego, but you need to have the same size of being humble as well, which yeah. a lot of actors who we still love to this day, like like Keanu Reeves, you know, he knows he's the shit. He can go on any <laughs> show in the middle of it and like 
interrupt it and just be like, and he's still humble. Like he rides the subway and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom Hardy. There's you know um, Denzel. Like a lot of these actors have big egos. We all know this, but they also humble themselves. You know what I mean? Like you never see Brad Pitt overstep his boundaries, and he works really well with a lot of directors. That's why he still gets a lot of fucking movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of actors are forgetting that because they're getting bigger than any celebrities did back in the day besides Frank Sinatra. I'm not going to lie. He's one of the biggest ones. But yeah, <laughs> like he was huge. Even nowadays, he's still huge. But anyways, but like overall, you know, I felt like people are forgetting how to be humble, which, which really yeah. made me love Bautista even more. Cause he's so humble because he knows he's getting a lot of good work and people are recognizing him as a uh, overall amazing actor to do a lot of different things. And he's very, very humble. And he like, like the shit he said towards about the rock was like real, but which I really do love, which just it made him get my respect even more. You know, at first I was very sketchy about Bautista being an actor, but seeing how far he's come and like how humble he is, oh, huge. Like, it's huge. And I, I have, I'm so sorry I ever doubted him. <laughs> like, he made me, <laughs> it worked, you know what I mean? So it, it's really cool to see him do these things. So it's like, you gotta keep, you gotta stay humble because like overall, like there has to be a synergy within a workplace, no matter where you are. And if you, you know, you don't want to be the asshole. Because if you're the mm-hmm. asshole, no one wants to work with you. Like people are gonna yeah, no still one. work with you, but people they're gonna pick sure, other they're people. They're not gonna look you. forward to it. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna pick others before you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like think about like who ruined his career as an overall person. Um what's the fat British dude with the fucking uh James Corden? James Corden. He ruined his career because he got cocky. You know, he could have probably been a lot of like comedies even now because he is like a funny dude. You know what I mean? But like, he's a dick. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you just you hear you hear some nice things about him, and I've been to a show actually, and I thought, oh, thought the show was a lot of. I thought show was a lot of fun. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, my I told my parents and my brother when I was living in L.A. to a show, and I, we were treated very well by the staff and everyone over there. But yeah, I I talked to the guy directly or talked to him after the show, whatever. But you hear things. You get you hear things about like how he treats other people or treats like you know people at a restaurant. So yeah, I mean, again, also again, he also he's also retiring from his show this year. So maybe it's all happening at the same time. You know, it's all happening for a reason. But. Ego, you'll never win with the ego. I feel like now, knowing that more and more, and seeing, you know, listening to podcasts, like, seeing interviews with people, and like, when you have, when you have a big ego, it's very off putting. And to, to your point, too, Nick, it's like, no one wants to work with you, or they don't want to look, they don't want to look forward to working with you because you're like, I'm dealing with this, some, you know, this SOB again, or this person again, because it, it's taken away from the fun of the job, or, you know, again, being an actor and being in entertainment is a huge privilege. You don't want to, like, overstep your boundaries, but also, you don't want to, like, also, Take you also, you also don't want to like, I don't know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm the shit. No, look, look at me, here I am. It's like, hey, no one wants to be around that. It, that's any job, honestly. That's any kind of job or any kind of like friend group. You don't want to be that kind of person because it's very, it's, it's very toxic and also it's very just like, you just, it's not fun. It's not fun and it's very you know, off putting to so many, to right. so many levels. But that's my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you, bro. Uh, yeah. 
yeah. again. There's one more thing well, I want to talk about. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, voice actors. Yeah. I love voice actors. You guys know this. It's not just with mm-hmm. anime overall. It's voice acting in general. Doug knows my deep passion for voice acting. You guys have seen my Snapchat and my Instagram stories. <laughs> you know, I post a lot of voice actor clips, you know, especially when they're doing interviews and everything. Which, yeah, I feel like I'm very happy that they're getting recognition at these points. And one voice actor who's had a very hard road ahead of him has had good thing happen to him in his career, and people are praising him. Sorry, sorry spoiling things for me. Anyways. <laughs> uh, which is the voice actor of Jar Jar Binks. Heard about this. He oh, is too. in The Mandalorian. And he had to do a scene for Order 66. He plays a Jedi. He That's has awesome. a story within Grogu's char- a character, backstory of Order 66. He plays a Jedi. And people are Ooh. loving him. I still haven't seen the show. I was, I was going to watch it earlier after I watched an episode of Bad Batch, which is also a great Star Wars animated show. Y'all should check it out. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, you know, I didn't watch it yet. But I've been seeing like pictures and stuff, and TikTok's sort of ruining it for me. But that's okay, because yeah, uh, he's also a lot of voices from our childhood, uh, which a lot of people really forget too, because he I'm he's the voice actor for uh, the Doctor from Futurama, you know, the Jamaican guy. Oh he's, yeah, <laughs> he did Cyborg. He's done a lot of characters. Like he he is a big staple of our childhood. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm very happy for him uh, that he has this redemption, especially from a character that, for no, who's a little annoying, but almost drove him to suicide. And I, mm. so to have him have this, I'm very happy for him. Redemption, yeah. man. It's redemption, it's self redemption, and you're finding your path again, man. I, I, I like, I like hearing that story because, again, it shows like, you know, there are some good comeback stories. In Hollywood, I don't feel like don't feel like fake or you know phony. And again, I'm I haven't seen the episode yet, but I'm seeing that like he's giving a huge, huge, huge like love and welcome back. So I'm happy to hear that. That, that, that makes me very happy because again, that little positivity goes a long way in someone's career. Yes. Too. If, you, if you're if you if you hit rock bottom, man, that's just that's very, very, very rewarding to come back and feel love because that that kind of those moments man you don't feel like you don't feel welcome or you don't feel you know accepted into whatever it you it's very dark those moments are very dark and i think no one can like escape those feelings of like what it must have been like but props to him man that's awesome i, I love hearing that yeah i'm yeah. glad he didn't commit suicide because he's one of my beloved voice actors and overall like i said staple in our childhood yeah. as a voice actor and i truly do love voice acting and this is another thing that I think we really need to talk about is that, like, if someone plays a character you dislike because they play a bad guy or the character's just annoying or you just don't like that character, like, whether it's a, a live-action show, you know what I mean, or an animated movie show, whatever, don't send the actor hate for doing their fucking job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
like me and and Doug, like the the guy who played, you know, Nate and Euphoria, we're just like his character is a dick. The actor, he's a great actor. You know what I mean? We'd be like, yeah, <laughs> like not yeah, sending yeah. hate we'll towards him, yeah. you know, like yeah. like you 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 should never send hate towards someone. You know what I no, mean? You shouldn't. Like you really shouldn't, and because that has a really big effect, especially people who are acting, like. That's her job to entertain you, to make you believe this, to make you hate that character, think that character is annoying. Like, oh my, like, do this character well enough, you shouldn't send them hate because you have such a giant effect within their career and within who they are as people because their job is to entertain us, to make us believe these things. Don't send people hate. Never wins, man. And that poor girl who was in that Obi Wan show got first day. She got so much hate. I'm like, Dude, come on, that, man. that like, racist hate. Like you, there was no. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Her at, look. I will say this. Do I think she was a perfect fit for Kenobi? Absolutely not. Do I think she did bad? Absolutely not. She did good. There could have been better. I didn't have a problem with her being black. I actually was really happy that her character was black i think that's really cool you know adding diversity to it especially within star wars which has always had diversity mm-hmm. in it um well not always actually yeah because we had mando well not mando yeah, yeah you had uh billy lando, williams lando. In the original lando. trilogy yeah. we always had the prequel trilogy lando, john boyega in the yeah, john boyega we star wars has always had diversity which i really love so it's like, like, there's no point you sending this poor girl hate, especially like, like, guys, like, her character, her her acting was not that great. I'm gonna say it. She she didn't do it amazing. Like, because there were things where I'm just like, she could have showed this uh, this emotion a bit more. Blah 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 blah. But that's our critiquing. But it's like, don't send her hate. There's there's actors who who have acted in movies that have hated. Because they did so badly. I don't want to send them death threats or send them, you know what I mean? Or send them a lot of hate. I just think like, like, hey, I didn't like your acting in this. And that's, that's fine. Everyone has their own opinion. But you got like people nowadays, whether you're adult, uh, elderly, like a kid, no one's understanding that just because you can reach out to them and like, voice your opinion does not mean you can send them hate there's a lot of people you know you can voice your opinions just never send people hate because like if you think like this person killing themselves is a thing to cheer about you make me sick and I hope to God that laws let us abort you no matter how old you are. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's extreme of what I'm saying, but you guys get what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you did, like if you if you find joy from hearing someone thinking about killing themselves because of your hate towards them for unfairly towards them, like you like are a horrible fucking human being. And yeah. should have no, never any access of the internet and mail and anything like that, you know, get you stuck on an island or something. Like, I feel like you shouldn't have access to the internet because you're, you're a fucking shitty person. 
That's it's a it's a toxic fandom, man. It's toxic fandom, and that's something that we I think we're seeing a lot more. Fandoms more more. have gotten a lot worse. Like it's so yeah. bad. Oh, it's 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 not going away anytime soon. It's not going away anytime soon, and you know it's it's unfortunate, but it's, yeah, the world we live in, right? Yeah, yeah, we it's weird because it's like it's it's one thing to be passionate about. Um, it's one thing to be passionate about something that you enjoy, but then like you guys have been saying, like it's kind of just it's elevating to the point of toxicity, and it's like huge. You can be passionate about something, but still be respectful of it, even if like you disagree with like maybe how they were trying to do it or whatever. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, no, it's like people are just just so angry these days, man. Yeah, and we've again, I've we've all had friends. I'm not gonna name who, but like we all had friends that like we're trying to like, hey, you know, we didn't like that movie, but you know, it is what it is, whatever. Like, why, 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 why? It's like, whoa, 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 why are you barking? First off, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, okay to have different opinions. Yeah, it's I don't like the toxicity to people of like, oh, I hated this. You should hate this too. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what, what? But that 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 took me into nowhere. And my my biggest pet peeve too. I hate this when people are like, oh, you saw a movie? This movie? I'm like, yeah, I loved it. Oh, I hate that movie. Did you see? Did you see it? Nope. Then shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. Like, <laughs> can't say you hate lie. a show I'm, or a movie. I I don't say I hate things, but I'm gonna say like, ah, uh, I'll say about baby. Shows. It's like I'm. I know I'm not gonna like it, but I'm not gonna say I fucking hate not it. For me. Not for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not for me. Not for me. That. Yeah, and I know we've all been around people that like, oh, I hate that. Oh, I hate that. It's so stupid. Do you watch it? Mm-hmm. Do you play it? Do you see it? Nope. You can't really say you hate it because you haven't seen it yet. And I think it's yeah. It's they they that, hear someone else say that they hated it, so then they're like, okay, yes. let me hop on that bandwagon as well. Let's also talk about the escalation of racism towards. Movies and shows. I do want to get my, my, my Don Wick Four review too. Kind of a little bit. We're a little. <laughs> go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Because, like, think about the Ariel movie with that amazing act uh, yeah. singer. Uh, I forget her name. Not Chloe. Uh, Haley. Or Holly. Haley. Okay. What is it? Chloe? No, it's, it's Haley. No, because it's, it's, it's Chloe's sister. Uh, is it, it's either Haley. Holly or or Haley uh, Bailey? I think it's Haley, Haley Chloe, Bailey. right? Bailey? No, Bailey. Bailey? Bailey? Yeah, Bailey. Bailey. Know, we'll figure. Uh, no, Haley, but ba- Bailey's a last name for sure. Bailey. But it's like, yeah, yeah, Haley Bailey. I think it's on like yep. or it's yeah. Holly Bailey. Holly. Oh, maybe. Is it, it, it like 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 Holly Berry, but her name is Bailey? I think so. I think so. maybe right. I, I don't know. We don't do here all night, shall we? The new mermaid. Wait, hold on. It's H L A L L E. Did you say H L A L L E? H A L L E Bailey. Oh, that's Holly. Holly. That's Holly. Yeah, because that's how Holly Berry's name is spelled. Okay, so Holly Bailey. Difficult. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's playing the Little Mermaid, and yeah. we've all seen the little bit of trailer. Her voice is amazing, and she's the perfect cur- person to play that fucking film. You know what I mean? But she got a lot of fucking hate from racist people because they're just like you should keep it white. Where you know what I mean? And those are the same that back to anime sort of. Those are the same people that like that be like, oh, you 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 can't cosplay because you're black. You know what I mean? Where it's like, mm. shut the fuck 
up. So it's mermaids One, too. If we're gonna talk about anime <laughs> and people shouldn't cosplay because they're not that race, white people can't cosplay because most of the characters are Asian, anyways. Two. Mm. Who the fuck cares? They're fictional characters. Yes, there are some yeah, characters that keep cartoon. their race. You know what I mean? Some characters, and I'm not talking about the white characters. I'm talking about black characters. Yeah, you, you can't never... you can't cast a white guy as, as Black Panther, man. That's that's the one where it's like, yeah, nah, man, you, you, know, you can't best white that one alone. Because we did that with <laughs> Doctor Strange, and you Doug knows my fucking pain with that. I didn't like the character. I was upset about it. <laughs> Don't they whitewash the motherfucker? His son's it. Anyways, and, and Doctor Strange, Strange, which one? Yeah, the, 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 uh, the uh, ancient one. Originally, the ancient one. Right, right, right. The yeah, ancient yeah. one is an Asian man. They are right, like, let's that. not go that way. So let's just do a white ball play. I don't know why, because no one complained. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I didn't get that. I'm like, she's British, but she's thousands of years old. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, well, they thought that like if they cast an old Asian sunset, it's, it's too stereotypical. But so they was, whitewashed him. That was worse. It was a lose lose. They they really they really yeah. They, they, uh, yeah they I feel like one, they would have yeah. got a lot less hate with the Asian dude because that is how it was in the comic books. And Asians know that character. Plus, you don't oh, yeah, need to have like, him well, as yeah. like master like like master. Was it? You don't need to have him speaking like an old Asian man. Like you could, you know, have him talk normally. Yeah, I mean, or something like who, like, but like the thing is, like, if you kept amazing, the hate would have been limited. Yeah, the fact yeah. that you whitewashed them made it way worse. Mm-hmm. It was you a they mean? lose lose for them. They really they said they said well, I would have kept the Asian dude. <laughs> Just I would get them too, but they. Like they, he they even make fun of the the Asian stereotype of how masters talk. Like be like you know have them talk that way, and then just like be like I don't really fucking talk like that, you idiot. Like that would have been great, but no, they decided <laughs> yeah. white bald British lady. Tilda Swin, man. Tilda no Swin. hate to the actor though. No hate. <laughs> no, she's great. No, she's great. She was a good movie. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, oh, hang, hang, like, hang on, just hang on, just go ahead, Nick. My bad, bro. My milk's bubbling. I, I'm gonna have to uh, head on out of here, bro. It's about that time. It's that time for me, man. Wait, do not go because we have had not had you do a one-on-one. So let's finish these topics. You're right. Whatever, one more topic, okay? And then you do a one-on-one. You close no. with us, and then you leave. No, I think I think I think they can do is one on one, and then I'll do my John Wick review. Then we can do our one on ones. I think I think. Okay, Nick, yeah, let's Nick, do that. Let's do that. Because yeah. you haven't had one on one, and you're part of the show. Yeah, so God, yeah, have so have that. It it has been Joe, a minute. You're right. You're right. Joe, you want to do the honors of what a one on one is? Okay, to the new viewers who decided to skip the previous episodes and decide to come to this episode. I'm going to say in every episode, our one-on-ones is where each of us go and we all talk, uh, we all recommend one movie and one show that we think is underappreciated or underrated uh, or never seen before, you know, like has a very small crowd of people uh, have seen it. So we recommend it to you, but you don't need to watch it. We hope you do watch it or at least at the very least 
put it on your watch list to maybe watch it within the <laughs> next few years whenever you decide to get around to it. <laughs> hmm. That's our one-on-ones. Go ahead, Nick. So my one-on-one for today, um, it's this, it's a show that I discovered in, I believe it was 2007. It was called Jekyll. Um, it was a BBC show. Uh, I think the the guys that made that that Sherlock show with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman, I'm pretty sure they worked on it. And it was like it was like a modern telling, or not not like it was it was like a modern retelling, but also kind of like a a reboot of sorts. Because the main character, it's his name is Doctor Jackman. It, it takes place in 2007, and he's been dealing like he, he's kind of like multiple personality type type thing that's how they do it in the show but when he like switches over to the mr hyde persona like he actually kind of has like heightened abilities and stuff like that so they they get into the science of it and you know they they put a um another cool twist on it towards the end of the series like i don't want to say what it is because i really would recommend it and it's not even like the entire series it's only like eight episodes but or it's a mini series rather but yeah i would say uh jekyll Okay. I'm at my list right now as we speak. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I'm at my list right now as we speak, show wise. Oh, okay. yeah, no, What's up? Your movie? And if your movie of the week? Oh, my movie. Underrated movie of the week. Um, hmm. You know, one movie, one movie I love a lot that I feel like not a lot of people either know about or talk about. It was called The Mask of Zorro. Came out, I believe, either 1997 or 1998 with Antonio Banderas. And Anthony Hopkins, um, Catherine Zeta Jones. It was just like, uh, like it was. It's basically it's, it's one of my favorite movies. Like it's it's legit top three. Just it's like fun, kind of um, like old school swashbuckling action, and it has like action and romance and like thrills. And it's it's a dark movie, but it's kind of fun. You know what I mean? So it's um, yeah, Maskers. I, I would one. say that one. Yeah, that's that's a solid one. That's oh, that's top three for me for sure. That's a good one. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I do like him what and Hopkins. Uh, the Mask of Zorro, the first Zorro movie. Oh, fucking fantastic. We all, I love that movie. That you was got a swagger, man. That movie's insane. Yeah. I feel like every time I ask somebody, like, it's like, oh, no, I haven't heard of that movie or I haven't seen it or something like that. I'm really? like, dang. I'm like, yeah, bro. Everybody, well, besides you three that I've talked to, besides you two that I've talked to today, bro, like, so many people haven't, like, seen it. Man, that guy, movie man. that movie made you feel like being Latino itself was sexy. Like <laughs> <laughs> that would get get me a little bit proud. I was like, hey man, bitches love it's Latino. Accent, man. He, to me, that's a, a swagged out dude, man. His accent and just he the way is, he bro. Swagger, he man. was so fucking cool that movie. And that, that was the first movie I'd ever seen um Anthony Hopkins in, and so it was like Oh shit. Oh my gosh. It's like it's like a twelve out of ten for me, bro. That's a good one. All right, yeah. brother. Well, well, get, we, we, it's bedtime, as we all know. For you, we won't we won't hold yeah. you up, man. But uh, I'm about to sip this warm milk in my bubble bath. <laughs> before you <laughs> go, uh, uh, plug yourself real quick. Where, 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 where can they find you? We're going to listen to find you. Right, you can find or... me um, on Instagram at Donning Vision, and we also have podcasts on anywhere you can find a podcast. We're also on YouTube, Donning Vision, and uh, yeah, that's about it. All right, brother. We'll take next time, man. We love you. Thanks for hopping right, on. Man. Thanks for being a great host, man. We appreciate of you. Course, man. Thanks for having me. Love you guys too. Peace. Peace, brother. Deuces, bro.
And Nick is off to be his John Wick of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Which includes watching a lot of Snyder movies, as we all know. Um, yeah, for context, too, actually, I want to tell a story, Joe, if you don't mind. If you don't mind. Uh, yeah, that's October 2014, and, you know, Joel and I are seeing a bunch of movies, you know, we had people were left and right seeing movies with us, or sometimes it's me and Joel. Um, and the movie came out, so Equalizer, the movie Equalizer just came out at 2014 fall, and we were like, oh, this movie's fucking awesome, this is great. And there's, there's a trailer that came out from me called John Wick, and I was like, this is like when Keanu was, like, having a bomb after bomb after bomb, like, he was making yeah. some kind of shit movies. And I remember watching this trailer, and Joe, go, Joe goes, oh, fuck yeah, John Wick. And I said, what? And you were the only one of our friends that knew this trailer. Like, oh, bro, this trailer's fucking awesome. And again, to our you know, conversation earlier in the show, <laughs> this is when good trailers were still happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I said, what? And you were like, no, watch this trailer, man. It's fucking sick. I'm like, okay. I mean, it was like from the producer of The Town. I'm like, oh, I love The Town. It's going to be great. And I was like, okay, it looks cool. And you're like, no, bro, this is going to be really good. Flash for me a month or two. We saw it. Some you, me, some friends, whatever. And I remember we all came out, and I remember they were like, "Oh, it was so fucking good. It was amazing." And I was, I was the only one. I was like, "It was all right." And everyone looked at me. It was quiet, and they turned to me, and they were like, "The fuck you just say?" And I said, "I thought it was all right." And and then <laughs> Joel was like, "What do you mean it was all right?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "It was all right." And I'm like, "It was good." And they were like, what are you talking about? That was pure action. And I was like, yeah, it was cool. I, I know. I mean, I'm probably getting so much shit for this for our listeners. And again, I, I agree. Trust me. I know. I know what this sounds like. I know. And I was like, I, I didn't really get it. And they were like, well, me, no, you don't get it. And I was like, I just didn't get the hype. And I was like, okay. And it, it still grew on me here and there. Like, oh, this is cool, whatever. But I didn't know, like, I didn't know how much of a following that movie had until maybe a year or two later. I mean, I'm going to college now. And they're like, yeah, John Wick Chapter 2. And I was like, oh, first of all, it wasn't that great. I was like, I was good. And I remember you texting me, like, John Wick Chapter 2, that's going to be great. And I was like, oh, well, Sebastian 2. Oh, my God, it's going to be even amazing. And I'm like, I, I don't really get the get the hype still. And I remember, and I remember you texting me, like, you, you go, I should stop the shit out of you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I probably have it coming. I was like, I don't get it. And I remember all people, people on my door was like, yeah, man, John Wick 2. And I'm like, I'm the only person who did not like, like the first one was, was all that good. The bank grew on me, obviously. No, I was still, it's okay. So I, I got a screening, early screening through with some friends, um, you know, go see it. And I get people going to see it. Nick was one of them. And two friends at the time in college. And I remember like going there and the theater was packed. I said, holy shit, people are, it was a free screening, but like people want to see this movie. And I was like, really? What is the hype? Again, you said this. My friends in college were like, come on, Doug, really? And I'm like, all right, whatever. John Wick Chapter 2 comes out. Again, at the screening, whatever. I sit down. And I'm like, all right, well, here we go. And I'm liking this. I'm liking this. And then something happens in John Wick Chapter 2. I don't want to spoil it for people who've seen these movies yet. There's a, there's a scene that happens in a tunnel. And it clicked. I said, now I get it. I said, now I get why, why, why Joel loves these movies, why my friends love this movie. It all clicked for me in this one scene in Number 2. And I said, oh, yeah. I get it now. I get it. I I'm get the hype. Right. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be right back. All right. Give me one sec. Because I got to grab thing. my order, my food, which I've been waiting for I'm, for a while. But oh, I'll be right ahead. back. And I'm going to explain my shit before we continue. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Good. So uh, to our listeners, like I said, I was not a John Wick fan. I was like, oh, whatever. But chapter two really just like, oh, my God, I love this movie. So I, I, I really I remember like just watching it like oh my, being this big screen. I was like, I love this movie. And just the action, the cinematography, Keanu doing Keanu. I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is great. And the movie got crazier and crazier and crazier that I loved it even more. I walked out. I said, holy shit, I love this movie. I, I, bought, this, I bought the first one on Blu-ray the next day. I said, I love this movie now. I'm a big fan of one now, too. I still like two. Again, at the time, I still liked two more than one. But I love these movies now. I, I, got, I got the hype for some reason. It just clicked for me. So now, flash forward now. That was 2017. Two years later, 2019. Part 3 comes out. All my friends like, guys, guys, John Wick 3 coming out. What? John Wick 3 coming out. And again, from the guy who did not like the first one that came out you know, five years prior, I was surprised myself. I'm like, I cannot believe... I love these movies now. I can't believe John Wick Chapter 3 was on my most anticipated movie of 2019. This is the same year as Endgame or Tarantino's movie or, you know, Knives Out or Star Wars Episode 9 or, you know, It Part 2. This was Chapter 3 of John Wick was on my top 10 of like, can't wait to watch it in 2019. So I wish he was here, but he's, he logged off. But anyway, Nick and I saw it opening weekend. And I'm sitting I'm there. I'm like, hey, welcome back. And I'm sitting here in, in this theater for chapter three with Nick and myself, Nick for Nick and I, and I said, I fucking love these movies. And I do feel like three is a bit long at times where I was like, okay, it, it drags a bit in certain moments, but you're so impressed by the action, by Keanu, by like the stunts, by everything. Again, chapter three also, when the movie starts, like you're going, like you're going right away. Like there's no, there's like, you're, you're in it, it, here we go. And I was like, oh my God, I love these movies. But like, I, I remember seeing part three with Nick and people are laughing. I'm like, like, the movie is so absurd with the violence that it almost acts like a comedy at times because the, the action scenes are so elaborate, but like, the kills are so like funny, but also like so like shocking too. And Halle Berry killed it in part three. Um, but I, I, I remember Joel saw chapter three for chapter three before I did at the screening. And he was like, not as good as the first two, but I still liked it a lot. And I was I, I was hyped either way. But yeah. I, I, I could again. I love chapter three. I remember saw it again with some friends in college a few more times. I was like, I love these movies so much. They get they get better and better. Where it you can compare it to Fast and Furious in a way. Like, oh yeah, they get crazier and crazier with each move with each movie. However, I think they stay consistent enough. All these movies that okay, I can you can get behind it. Um, wait, what were your thoughts, Joel? Real quick before I <laughs> go on. Okay, so you're. Your reaction to the first one blew my fucking mind. So angry. I, I, I walked away. <laughs> I, so went on, I went on my, one of my legendary rants. Like, you guys, like, viewers and listeners, you guys think my rants on here are, like, really bad. Like, trust me, like, in person, they're way worse because I'm just, like, very expressive. Me, like, fuck. And, like, anyways. So I walked away. Like I couldn't even look so at that. Angry at me. Like I was so <laughs> disgusted. Like I was like, "How <laughs> fucking dare you?" Okay. <laughs> like how dare you? That movie was great. Like me and you were talking about. It. Like we need action. We need like 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 something new. We need like great cinematography. Great story. Like a dope ass character is like so badass. Like we need like dope fucking. Gun- fights and kills like we're looking for this movie fucking 
boom, here's fucking John Wick. And I'm telling Doug, like, bro, like, like before we even see the trailer, like we saw a poster. I was like, bro, I'm fucking excited for that movie. And you're like, John Wick? Under. I was like, yeah, dude, Keanu Reeves is back, bro. Like doing action, the creators from the town, like, bro, you're going to fucking love this movie, right? We see it blows my fucking mind. I'm like, damn, bro, this is what I fucking needed. And Doug's reaction pissed me off. <laughs> As like, it should. What As are you talking should. about? We this was the movie we've been waiting for for so long at this point because there were yeah, no good action movies around that time. So we you were like, man, I haven't that's seen it, a yeah. real good Yeah. Like man, I haven't really seen like a like a oh wow like action movie, you know, with cards and explosion and kills like you know what I mean? And like Keanu's back. And Doug was just like, I don't get it. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is there to get? I made you guys so angry. <laughs> I, made you guys, I made you guys so... I remember I made you, Sebastian, like TJ, who else was with us? There? Maybe Carlos Dude, was there. Maybe Carlos was there. The Y'all fact, were so mad at the me. The fact <laughs> that you, right? Like, usually I expect it from TJ be like, I didn't really like the movie because that's T-Day. He never really likes any movie we like, okay? But you, you, I was pissed. I was so betrayed. Like, bro. Uh, you were so, I really was so, you were so upset with me. Everyone, we, I didn't think I pizza afterwards. We're like, you, you, try, you tried touching my shoulder. Dude, you tried touching my shoulder and I bit. I was like, no, don't touch no, me. Was, you guys were so upset with me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, and then you tried touching my shoulder twice. You tried touching my shoulder twice. You're what? So the first <laughs> one so I moved it out the way, and then the like, second time you actually got your hand on my shoulder, and I slowly like slid your arm You're off, like, and I was like, oh, "Kid, don't yeah. touch me!" Like I was like, "Dude, the nerve like, of you!" I, I, literally, I go, "I'm fucking disgusted with you. Don't yeah, touch dude. me. We're I can't. We're I can't with you right now. <laughs> you betrayed my so, trust." <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not proud of that moment whatsoever i'm like damn i let these boys down they're like how dare you um anyway because now i was getting you let yourself down i did i did but when you were getting your food i told the listeners i was like i either seen part two how much i love part two i i bought first one on blu-ray the next day at best buy i, like, I gotta buy this one on blu-ray now you know i buy it i went i spent like what, 10 bucks on it at best buy the next day i had to buy it God, i love these movies now so anyway like three so that's chapter four so i was lucky enough to go to a press screening of this movie two weeks ago and i was so excited I brought zeta with me also john wick fan and i'm like i can't wait for this movie like, i can I, oh, I love keanu so much and in my review you'll see on our tiktok or instagram or, or even youtube i fucking love this movie so much i love part four and here's my reasons why it's very hard for an action franchise or a movie franchise itself to have four great consistent films and don't feel repetitive or bland or boring or unoriginal the key these movies get keep getting better and better and they get crazier and crazier. Not like Fast and Furious, they go to space, or you know, yeah, as we all say in the, in the show, me and Joe always say Hulk smash when the when Vince, when uh, Vin Diesel smashed, you know, put his foot down in the whole parking garage, you know, broke in LA. Not that kind of crazy. I'm talking about the technicality of the stunts, the work, the action work, Keanu's stunt work, uh, people who he's fighting with stunt work, Chas Stilisky, who directed all four of these movies and produced them. And look for, for our listeners, a fun fact. 
Chas Lisky, who did all who did all four of these movies, he was Keanu stunt double in all the Matrix movies, which is really cool. He was Keanu stunt double in Matrix One, Reloaded, Revolutions, all of them. And he had a weird cameo in Part Four, but it, yeah, that's Part Four for a reason. Anyway, what I loved about John Wick Chapter Four was how the world kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and we saw more sides of the you know the Continental and saw saw more of like you know the assassin world because again, Part Three we saw we saw we saw, we saw I mean, Part Two and Part Three but we saw a huge you know glimpse of like what could it be in different parts of the country. But in Part Four we explore again no spoilers obviously, but we explore like more of the high table who are assassins and um, you know. Why does John Wick have a huge threat against everyone in this, in, in this assassin world? And it kind of shows of like, wow, he really p- people are like afraid of John Wick. No matter where you are in the world, they want to go after him. So I was like, wow. And you know, to me, again, for you know, also movies three hours long, three hours long. But to me, it flew by like quick. I, I was like, wow, it's already over. I want, I wanted more. And I was like, damn, I wish it, I wish it could have gone a little bit longer. I was very happy with the runtime. I was again not feel, I didn't feel bland. I didn't feel like, oh, okay, more action scenes. The movie starts. You're in the first five minutes, five seconds. You're in. You're you're going into it. I thought it was just the pacing. The cinematography is gorgeous. Um, I want to say the guy's name. I, I'm going on his name for sure. He he did a lot of Guillermo del Toro's movies. Uh, I think his name is Dan Lauston is the cinematographer. <laughs> Give him the Oscar, man. His cinematography in this movie is artwork. It is magnificent. It is beautiful. It's looking at, a, looking at a museum. It is gorgeous. I thought his cinematography was astounding. Um, and you know what? I'll tell you this, too. I don't know, Joel, you're, 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 you're a huge fan of this guy, too. Donnie fucking Yen, bro, steals the show. Donnie Yen steals the show. He plays the blind assassin, same role as John Wick. And again, Donnie Yen is also, again, he was in, uh, he was in um, Rogue One, he was also the blind uh, Jedi in Rogue One. Donnie Yen. Uh, again, IP Before man. Before he got into American movie. IP man, yep. He, uh, like... It man, bro. He, like, he I, played yep. It Man. And if you don't know man. what the fuck It Man is, oh, it's a God. movie telling about none other than the master of the one very fucking legendary Bruce motherfucking Lee. Bro, oh my God, it man! Again, I, I don't want to say IP man. I don't want to say, I don't want to say IP man for some reason. Anyway, he's a huge uh, Chinese uh, um, martial artist, kung fu fight, kung fu Which master. I put you on to that movie as well. You did, and I so can you know why? Because he was so good in those movies. And I remember I texted you when they casted him. I said, "Bro, Donnie in the John Wick four. He texted me out. He said, "Shut the fuck up, all in caps." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I swear to God, dude, Donnie Yen in this movie steals the show, man. Oh my God, no spoilers, but like his fight scenes in this movie are some of the most unique, innovative fight scenes I've ever seen in an action movie before. Where I'm like, how the hell is he pulling this off? And like his scenes with Keanu were amazing because you can tell like they were friends at one point, and like the history between them are so rich, dude. Every scene Donnie Yen is in, I'm like. Give him another movie, please. Like he's fen- he's phenomenal. Like I was so Donnie Anthony steals the show. Another big shout out to I want to give is a newcomer, new actor. Well, I, I love seeing new actors and new stuff too. Uh, he plays the tracker. Uh, uh, his name is Shamir Anderson, bro. He he he. Some scenes of this him and his and his and his attack dog. Like he does his dog. In this movie does justice for Daisy, who the, the, the poor beagle that died in the first John Wick movie. Again, spoiler alert! Sorry, first John Wick movie been out for almost ten years. 
the attack dog in this movie does some things that people in the theater were like gasping and laughing. I'm like, how do they pull this off? Because it is insane. I I was like, wow, the, the technicality of how they pulled out these scenes with the dog and Shamir Anderson and like how them fighting together was incredible. I said, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. There are things that, Joe, I swear to God, bro, and there's things in this movie that I saw that we have never seen before in any movie or a John Wick movie. And when you see it, you're going to be like, holy shit. I can't believe what I'm seeing. For a fourth John Wick movie, we're seeing new things in this. I was so, I love this movie so much. I was so blown away with it. However, I do have some cons with it, though, even though I loved it as much as I did. Lawrence Fishburne, great actor, legend, great. He plays the Bowery King in these movies. They sidelined him a lot in this movie. Kind of, and kind of part three, too, to kind of like give him a little like nothing to do in the, in the third movie as well. They could have done a lot more with him. I feel like he definitely was kind of like on the bench a lot this movie, where I wanted to see more of him. Again, again he's more, this is Neo and Morpheus talking about from the Matrix movie. This is, like, this is an iconic duo. I love Lawrence Fishburne, one of my favorite actors. I think they kind of sidelined him a lot. He's, he pops up here and there in these certain moments, but like overall, for a three-hour movie, I think they kind of they should have used him a bit more, I feel like. I wanted to see him more in his role, him interacting with Keanu, him is the Bowery King in the world, you know, because he's so pop he's so he's so powerful in his own world as you know, getting the homeless assassins, whatever. I want to see more of him. The scenes he's in, he's great one-liners, really funny, very charming. But he he's very he's very sidelined too. I thought he was could have a bit more. Also, too, this can be a little bit surprised too. I love we both love this guy as an actor. Me and Joel both love him. I think Bill Skarsgård was miscast. I love him as an actor. I think he's a great performer. He's a very he's again he's Pennywise. He's fantastic. To me, he plays like the head of the one of the heads of the high table of like you know the, the heads of the assassins or whatever. To me, I see Bill Skarsgård. I didn't feel me- I didn't feel- he was menacing enough. His accent was very weird too. I don't know. He was, he was trying to be French or Dutch or somewhere in the middle. His accent was very distracting. And you can tell he was trying to put it on a lot more throughout the movie. And who his character was supposed to be? To me, I just didn't feel him menacing. I was like, okay, it's Bill Skarsgård. I okay. Oh no. And he's a very handsome dude. But to me. I don't think he was casted correctly. I wanted someone maybe more seasoned, like an older actor, or maybe someone like who maybe a bit more bigger, like you know, size. I mean, like like buffer or just more kind of just like more menacing. Because he to me, he didn't feel menacing. And whenever I saw him on screen, means they were like, oh, he's kind of laughing at him because his accent was very forced and didn't feel very natural. Felt very kind of like. Ugh. So that to me was a big takeaway. I was like, okay, I like this. I like this. I like who he was as a character, but I do feel like he didn't bring much to the table. I want to see a different actor or maybe a different character for him. But he, to me, is someone, someone was playing the high table, part of the high table. I didn't feel very threatened by him. And whenever Keanu and him are at screen time together, it's to me, Keanu's kind of just like, yeah, all right. It's they weren't they weren't had the best chemistry whatsoever, but. That's my, my my two biggest takeaways from this movie. Um, also, I mean, it's, it's not like a con, but this happens in all four movies. You know, I, you know, you know those Joel, where like they're fighting in this huge, you know, in this huge fight scenes in, in the public. People are getting killed left and right, and no one's saying anything. They're still dancing. They're still like, yeah, 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 let's go. 
and there's a there's like there's like a scene in this movie where there's like there's like mass murder, like a lot, a lot of killings at this like rave, and people are seeing people being killed. They're looking at it, still dancing, you know, still you know, like just hey, oh, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's keep it going, yeah, I mean, glow sticks or whatever, like yeah, man, party time. No one's saying anything. They're still dancing around the, over the dead bodies and stuff. And that to me, like, this is the fourth movie, and no one's saying anything. <laughs> like, no one's saying nothing. <laughs> And, so I want to point out because yeah, go ahead. gun people have pointed this out that just because you have a silencer does not mean it's, that it's going to be very quiet because right. it can still be very loud. And the scene that they're talking about a lot of times is the subway scene with Common. Yes. Yep. Where mm-hmm. they're shooting right. at each other. By the way, no yep. one's noticing the fucking gun impacts. <laughs> right, yes. Yes. I love That's the scene because it's interesting. It's pretty dope way of like how these it's assassins in the same well. underworld are fighting. It's shot really well and just really good, like cool idea. I ha- I don't have a problem with people not noticing because it's a fucking movie at that point for this scene. This scene alone. Right. Because, but people were saying, like, the gun's going to be fucking loud, and it's going to echo through that. It's not going to be quiet. You know what I mean? Two, the, another scene where there's a lot of mass killing, and no one's reacting. Where it's like, dude, they're fighting, they have knives in their hand, I don't care how crowded things are, like, people are going (laughs) to notice. Right, right, yes. Fucking have them scream and run away. Because I feel like that would create such a better scene where people are running away and the guys are trying to get to Keanu, Keanu's trying to get out, and he's finding them in between. Fuck yeah, that's even dope. Shit, let a few people get hurt by the knives trying to run by. Exactly. You know, but no, everyone's just like, you know, it's like an MP, it's like those old games, you know what I mean? Like the old GTA where like you'd shoot a gun and people were still walking by just like whatever, another day in Chicago and Los Santos or whatever, you know? No big deal. No, so you'll see in this fourth one to you and to our listeners, you'll see like there's like killing going on and people are looking around like, oh, look, someone dead body on the floor. Let's keep shaking our ass. Let's keep like dancing. Woohoo. I'm like, and I was like, okay, so they will notice this. Anyway, I can't rank them at this moment because I feel like I, I love them all so equally. Yes, even the first one, even though I hated the, even though I wasn't the fan of the first one, you know, I saw it 10 years ago with these guys. To me, I love part four. If they do part five, cool. I, Again, I, I they could do it, but I, I don't know. I feel like this was good, a good ending to the to like the, the whole franchise. I'm giving this nine out of ten. I fucking love this movie. See it in theaters. See it with a crowd. See what see it with a big audience. See it with a on a big screen because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crowd pleaser. The action is fantastic. It's top it's the mat. It's honestly the action action. Of this movie is some of the best I've ever seen in the, in the franchise or movies in general. I was so blown away. Also, again, shout out to Chad Selesky, who did all four of these movies. He knows how to, he knows he knows how to make these movies fresh and, and entertaining as hell. I was so blown away with this movie. I loved it so much. Also, as we said last week, I mean, our social media last week. R.I.P. the great Lance Reddick, man. Lance Reddick, it was a great addition to these movies. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal actor as well. He was so good as Chiron, uh, the concierge in this in these in this franchise. He'll be very amiss. It was good seeing him on the screen. Uh, one last time. Um, but yeah, I, I get. I love this movie so much. I can't wait for you guys to go see it and for you to see it too, Joe. Because honestly, Matt, it delivers on all levels. And for a fourth chapter for a movie, I this was honestly my the best franchise I've ever seen. 
ever again i love harry potter i love uh, you know spider-man but to me these four movies have elevated the movie genre movie making filmmaking as well as action genre in so many ways that i just was floored by it i loved it so much i can't wait to see it again again three hours it runs by so fast guys it's worth every penny full price go see it it's i, I loved it i loved it so much worth the watch um what was your favorite movie exactly. of it is it like you can't well, i can't wait to see it maybe i'm like holy fuck it's amazing um uh which is that, ones is were my favorite? favorite of the john yes yeah. yeah the first two very yeah. equally really good i thought the third one was okay it's still good but not as good, good as the first two so you know just the first two were pretty good for me personally yeah dude that i can't i and now again, ten years later, and now I see what y'all saw <laughs> in 2014 <laughs> when we saw it in theaters at AMC Lowe's in Chicago. I never now, I like doubt me, Doug. Never doubt me, because yeah, I, I always prove you wrong. There's so many movies you've seen, like where I'm just like, man, it's real good. You'd be like, we'll see, and then you're just like, fuck, it's really good. No, I, I again, I remember just. Again, October 2014, seeing with you guys, the the disgust on you got on your guys' face. <laughs> I said hey, it was all right. I've never really felt nice. so betrayed by you ever. I know. Like, that was, a, <laughs> this was the first time you ever betrayed my trust. I was oh like, I was really hurt. I was like, dude, you've never hurt me before. This is the first. No. <laughs> it's like it's, this is like a heartbreak. <laughs> oh, I, I, this is what heart. This is what heartbreak feels like. <laughs> yeah, you broke my heart that day, Dark Man. Oh, no, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely did. So I definitely not proud of myself for that. For that. <laughs> <laughs> not, but no, I can't wait. I can't wait for you to go see it, man. Because again, seeing Lance Reddick one last time is very. It was very. Again, oh, you know, I saw, I saw it before he passed away. I saw the screening I went to two weeks ago. It happened. Yeah. It happened before he passed away, and then three days later, he passes away. I'm like, I just saw him in John Wick Four, like two days, two days ago. I was like, what the hell? I just saw him in a movie. But yeah, dude, I love this movie. It's all right, it's all right, but probably right now. And I demanded the Instagram as soon as he passed, dude. No, you yeah. Like, Please I... don't demand things. I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> That's it's important. And then I go in capital letters, Lance Reddick died. Oh. <laughs> so, I, 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 I was driving somewhere. Like, I know I, I was, yeah, dude, it's, it was, I know, RIP, man, a, a, a legend, man, but. And he has one of the best yeah. fight scenes in part three. In part three, the scene oh, where like dude, chapter three, that down. was amazing. And I loved his character where they they both come it's back the and they're just like bigger guns. And he's like, <laughs> start talking about the rounds. I love him. He's so great. And I, and I sent you a, a thing where he's talking about making that character. I believe. Yeah, I, I'm seeing that. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, which was really great. He'll be missed, man. He will be missed. He really like. I was very, very again. I love this movie. I love this franchise so much. Um, again, man. It's if you're a John Wick fan, you're a Keanu fan. See this movie again. See it opening. See it opening weekend, guys. It's definitely worth seeing in the big crowd opening weekend. Big fans of this of this franchise because it delivers, man. Again, like I said, for a fourth movie, for a fourth movie in any franchise to be this be to be this good and the quality of this. It's remarkable. I give this all props to Keanu, the team, Chaskaleski, the director, and his team for doing this. Like these guys, this team, this team really brought their A game. The stunt work's amazing. Again, I love this movie so much. So again, see it opening weekend. But yeah, man. Again, I can't talk about this movie more enough. I just loved it. So 
Looking forward to you seeing it, man, because it fucking rules. <laughs> um, Rotland, brother, two hour mark. You want to do our one on ones for the week? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've already explained this. I'm not gonna explain it again. Do you nah, want to go first, or you want? Um, let me think of this week. Actually, yeah, you go first. I'm trying to think of my show. Actually, <clears throat> okay. So for the show, I had something. <laughs> what show to have? Uh, right. I feel like even though it does have a big following, people know about it or have given it enough time to truly appreciate. And we talked about it a little bit earlier. It is Peaky Blinders, okay? With two of my male crushes. (laughs) They are cinematography-wise, character building, uh, backstories, you know, uh, not choreography, chemistry between the actors and the characters, and just overall everything. It's a really great show. I highly suggest you guys watch it. It's uh, about, it's based off a real gang back in the day of, ooh, sorry, back in the day where uh, run by family. Uh, and, you know, they're, you know, they're not like, you know, terrorize everybody type of, sort of. But they're the type of gang you don't mess with. They did uh, illegal, you know, uh, gambling and stuff like that. It's really cool. You know, uh, I'm not doing justice with this explanation because I don't want to go into too much detail. (laughs) Uh, But, like, it's a really good show. really is. You guys just got to give it time. It's a slow burn show because they're characters play this game, I guess you could say. They play this game to get the goal that they want. It's really well written and it's a really good show. I highly suggest it. My movie is an old movie which I love, honestly. Not like Love Love, but it's a really enjoyable movie to watch. I feel like it does it does deserve some love, which is Butterfly Effect. The first one was Ashton Kutcher. Oh yeah, good movie. Good movie. You know, I feel like it didn't get a lot of love back in the day, and still doesn't get love now. Uh, Ashton Kutcher is a guy, a college student, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, because this is younger Ashton Kutcher, um, <coughs> where he learns that. What is it? If he goes to sleep or something, or closes, if he thinks about it, he can travel back into time, right? Now, for an early, what was this, 2005, right? For, yeah, I think you're right. Oh, five. Early 2000s. Yeah. They really planned this movie out well. So, Action Kutcher character can travel back into time, but what he does affects the future, aka Butterfly Flag effect literally the meaning of it of the title of the movie um because i don't know if you guys have ever heard this but the butterfly effect is right if you were to travel back into past anything you do has a huge effect on the future so if you stepped on a a butterfly 
you would probably like destroy the world in the future. You never really know. So it, it takes that into consideration, but more on a lesser scale than the world blowing up. So and and the ending the ending was is really surprising and I really do love it. I forget how he travels back into the past, but uh, you know how, <laughs> how I do that ability uh, because I haven't seen it in quite a few years. But it's Been a really a good movie. Ashton Kutcher, like that, when he's a very serious actor and just like and really good, like it, it's really important. So I, I highly suggest you guys check that movie out. Those are my one-on-ones. Now it's your turn. Oh, man. I, yeah, I was kind of, this week, I was looking at things like I haven't seen in a while. I'm like, oh, this is a good one. Good one. You know, again, for listeners, I still collect Blu-rays and 4Ks and Steelbooks because... Proud of you. I wanna, I'm seeing, yeah, as, some, as someone who misses Blockbuster every day, I still am, you know, itching for having that, you know, opening the case of a movie and putting the disc into the Xbox or PlayStation. I just... I miss that. So I still buy movies. Yes, they're expensive more than ever, but hey, it's the simple things in life that make me happy. So I was going through my list of stuff this week that I haven't seen in a while, and I got one movie I'm going to talk about for for my movie of the week. It's a movie called The Way Back. Um, it's with Ben Affleck, and he's a alcoholic who goes back to his uh, to his high school. Great coach. movie. Um, such a good movie, dude. And this movie to me came out a really bad time. I. I was like, I entered in, I entered in LA right before COVID actually, from December 2019 till March 2020 before COVID hit. So I was the premiere of this movie, uh, red carpet, a lot of fun. It was downtown LA, and a few rows behind me was Ben Affleck. Like, oh no way, because he was there. He was the whole cast was there, and I was very looking forward to this movie because a few things. The guy who made Warrior made this movie, which is a very good movie too. Um, as well as he also made a movie called The Accountant, which is also very, very underrated too. Uh, no, again, uh, what's the guy's name? I want to see. Uh, yeah, Gavin O'Connor. He's a very, 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 very underrated filmmaker. Anyway, so The Way Back is about, again, Ben Affleck plays this alcoholic. You know, he works construction. He's dealing with a huge loss in his life. And he gets asked to um, come back to coach uh, his high school's uh, basketball team because they suck and they're just very. Not coordinated, not well coached, and he comes back because I'll coach. I mean, I'll coach, I guess. I mean, again, I'm kind of a bum in my life, but hey, why not? And at first, he's kind of like, "Yeah, it's what it, we suck. It is what it is. I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna like give it. I'm not gonna like kind of like just like try it all." But you can see as like the months go on, the games go on, like they they, they suck, and he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna actually just start. I'm gonna start like fixing my life, and also fixing this team." And it's a great comeback story about hey, when you when you deal with your own demons and your own personal hell, coming back, being an underdog isn't that easy. It's a, I mean, co- having a comeback story is very much harder than you think it is. And he coaches his team back. You know, he uses it as kind of like I'm struggling with it right now. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, no, but but it's true. It's it, 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 but but nothing, Joe. It's like that, that feeling of like, how do I come back from this? Is very, very, very challenging because you just don't know what's going to happen. All right, how's it gonna happen? How's it gonna how's it gonna work? And this movie does a really good job of depression, um, being uh, alcoholism, as well as being the underdog in your life. But how can you come back on top? And it's a really good movie. It came out yeah, right right when COVID hit, so no one saw it but me. And I saw this movie three times: once in the premiere, once by myself, and again with my parents who came to visit me in LA at the time. I just love this movie so much. I get I think Ben Affleck's a very good filmmaker. 
yes, he's not the nicest guy in the world, I feel like, from what, from what, I, heard, from what I saw at the premiere, but I think he's a great filmmaker. I think he's a great actor, if you're asking me. And this movie was really, really close to him as, an, as a recovering alcoholic himself. Great movies on HBO Max, I believe. The Way Back came out in 2020. Worth the watch. It's really good. It's it's, it's a hard, it's a really it's a heavy watch, but it's so 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 good. And for my show of the week, you know, I was going through some old shows I haven't seen in a while too. And I was looking at some old pictures as well, and I'm going to go with a show that I think is very close to me because I met these guys in person. Now is Workaholics. Um, this show is one of my all time favorite shows of all ever. These guys are just very. This, this show has seven seasons and is very consistent. And it's just very low budget, low budget kind of humor from like twenty, from like early twenty tens to like mid late twenty tens, and follows these three telemarketers who just are again stoners. They live in California, stoners, you know, about the party. They're not good with, not good with the, not good with ladies whatsoever. They're very, they're very overconfident with themselves. But the show's about their shenanigans that that, that happens at their telemarketing firm every day. Again, they're working minimum wage, again smoking and drinking every day at their own parties. Um, it's all they go through a bunch of shit through again work and colleagues and everything in the town of Rancho Cucamonga. Um, but I love this show so much. It's so funny. These guys are hilarious together. It's super funny writing. Again, very low budget humor, but it's so funny. And I, when I watch it, it's one of my comfort shows when I'm having a bad day or like having like a bad week, whatever, or a bad month. I'll put it on. It makes me smile. It makes me laugh. It makes me giggle so much. And I've seen the show a thousand times now, but I watch it over and over again. Never get tired of it. It's a funny show. Workaholics is one of the best shows ever. It's on Paramount Plus. I think on Hulu as well. Um, it's really one of the best shows ever. And when I was in college, I went to the premiere of their movie called Game Over Man, and I went to the after party at ASU. And I met I met Durs. I met I met Blake, who were just two of the nicest guys ever. Blake gave me a huge hug. And I was, yeah, huge fan of these guys. They have a podcast called This Is Important. I want to plug them because they're super funny dudes, down to earth. And it, you know, Adam Devine, as we all know, is from you know Pitch Perfect and. Uh, oh god, he's been everything basically. But uh, when we first met, stuff like that, he plays Bumper and uh, Pitch Perfect. So, like I said, Worker Hogs is like one of the best shows ever. Again, right? If you love kind of like office humor, kind of low budget humor, like I do, shows for you. So again, my movie of the week is The Way Back from with Ben Affleck, and my show of the week is Worker Hogs, which is on Hulu and Paramount Plus. Good old two good choices. Huh. <laughs> The two good choices no. that, I, that, that was, I was thinking about this week was those, that movie and uh, that show. They were in my head all week. <laughs> yes, Phaedra. Well, um, those are one-on-ones. Um, you already plugged yourself earlier in the beginning of the, the podcast, so you don't need to plug anything. Nick plugged himself. Uh, you guys know where to find uh, Instagram on the OG Cuban Rican and twitch.tv slash the OG Cuban Rican. That's my Twitch handle. Hopefully, I will come by, show me some love. I'll start gaming a little bit more when I'm not drowning in life. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, funny because it's true. <laughs> so, so, so hashtag la- uh, laughing my pain. <laughs> hashtag God thinks my life is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> too long but anyways <laughs> anyways uh hashtag uh my life is a sitcom to god <laughs> my mom's gonna get angry if she ever listened to yeah, this it's be your memoir title <laughs> right <laughs> my autobiography <laughs> so, so anyways 
Thank you guys for being, coming along on this uh, verbal journey uh, through our opinions, ramblings, thoughts, and criticisms. Uh, you know, uh, I'm Joel. That's Doug. We love movies and shows. We're very big movie fanatics. And we really just want to voice our opinions and spread the word and hopefully have other people listen to us, whether you agree or disagree. And, you know, want to hear your thoughts. And hopefully we can, you know, expand your views and ideas on these TV shows, entertainment industries, and movie theaters in general. Uh, <clears throat> so thank you for being here. We love you guys so much. It means so much that you guys listen to us, whether you're friends or just complete strangers that are giving us a go to listen to. Thank you so much. Uh, love y'all, and have a great night, good morning, great day at work, great weekend, whatever y'all are fucking doing. Happy birthday. Happy whatever <laughs> holiday it may be. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for being here, and we hope you join us in the next episode.